Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 96 of Thirst and Goal. It is our Halloween episode, Ben. Tonight it is Halloween, and there are absolutely no trick-or-treaters tonight. It's like apocalyptic out there. I know, seriously. You expect to see at least one neighbor kid yeah. come over. And... Thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah. You ruined the kids' Halloween. I know. Or... And it's like the perfect night yeah. for Halloween. Full moon. Saturday night, full moon, an extra hour, and... COVID just fucked everything up. I know. You think there would be... Uh, actually, I thought there would be some kids. So did I. I, I mean, you know, neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, people that live close by, you know, you can walk up. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I throw the candy to you in the driveway. <laughs> you know, you take it home. Or you can hand you it know, to You know, leave it in the sun or <laughs> I don't know, whatever you do to whatever you do to candy. You just but, get like one of those like t-shirt shooting things and just yeah. like <laughs> just start launching candy everywhere. Yeah. And I saw a know? bunch of people had it like from the second floor with like a PVC tube that was like. But you still touch the candy. Yeah. I mean, you still touch the candy. So, I mean, something has to put it in the tube, which is your hand. So, yeah. I mean, and that even makes, that, I mean, just take it home, makes, spray it, eat it. But it was, it was, I mean, normally we get probably about. It gets busy. It's busy you know, around here. Seventy to seventy-five kids. Yeah. Well, you still have a lot of candy, though. I mean, you oh, were, yeah, we have you plenty were prepared. Of candy. Yeah. Were pre- there's a lot of candy for me and you, Ben. Yeah, I was there hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I was hopeful, but literally not a single soul. Nobody showed up, but it seems like a lot of people are having their own sort of Halloween parties out there. Uh, you know, getting kids together. Even though there's no social business, yeah. it seems like that's worse. Actually, yeah. just having everybody in, in one place. location and not, you know, walking up and down the street—that seems like you're social distancing a little bit more, if that's the goal. But uh, you know, as long as the kids are having fun, I think it sucks for a lot of kids out there uh, not being able to, um, you know, go trick or treating and, and grab candy and socialize. Yep, like we like we did, Ben, yeah, when we were exactly kids. exactly. I didn't um, know there was a pedophile on every but, corner. <laughs> but we are socializing, Ben, and we are drinking alcohol tonight. What are you drinking? I am drinking the beautiful Plymouth gin that Friday got me last weekend. This is a nice, nice, dry, but also lightly botanicaled, or it has a light uh, botanical spice So it's not a melange. It's not a melange. For weeks and weeks, you've been drinking that Citadel because you had a couple of bottles at Citadel. I'm going to miss hearing you say that. I'm going to have to get another bottle of Citadel. Yeah, this one doesn't have a melange of botanicals. This is more of a dry, uh, spicy gin, which I like a lot. It's a very nice gin. British gin. You have to come up with a different word then and not melange. Yeah, the British do not make a lot of fruity gins. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Uh, Friday, what are you drinking over there? Uh, Tonight, Ben, I'm continuing to to drink this Sazerac rye uh, with a little bit of the club soda. So Sazerac, a little bit of club soda. soda. Well, you know, I didn't want a lot of sugar tonight. I mean, there's enough sugar in the rye as it is, so I don't need any extra uh, Coke or... uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put Pepsi in there. Coke is Coke is a better mixer for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And how was your week this week? It was a good week, Ben. It was a good week. I mean, it actually flew by. I didn't, I didn't work today, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, it flew by. What about you? Uh, not bad. Actually, this week was not bad. Uh, got a lot done this week. And today we had uh, painters mm-hmm. come to our house, or should I say preppers, because that's all they accomplished today. <laughs> uh, so we were relegated, banished to the outside all day. So we were in, this, in a little bit of the heat. For about nine yeah. hours Still while they about worked. 90 degrees. Yeah. 
in almost November, it's still 90 degrees out here in Southern California, which is nice. Right now, Ben, you have your muscle shirt on as usual. Well, you know, it's you pretty know. nice weather. I know. You've been working out. We've been talking about your workout regimen. It looks like it's going good. Yes. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, I cannot recommend Still need to work enough. on those shoulders a little bit, but yeah, you know, hey. I'm trying my shoulders. <laughs> my shoulders do not grow very quickly, uh, but I cannot recommend enough that either you empty your entire house out before you do painting and get a hotel room or you paint before you hire painters before you take occupancy of a particular residence because painting while you live in a home is a pain in the ass. We have a nice large backyard, Ben, so you yeah, have plenty true. of room to move around out here. You know, with the dogs. Yeah, but the dogs <laughs> are out here all day with us. Yeah, I know. That's probably more of a pain in the ass for them. They're used to yeah. being inside on the couch, hanging out. Yeah, they were forced out in this 90-degree heat. Yeah, and I don't like to sit in one place unless it is the couch. I was wandering <laughs> around, running, you know, know. walking all over what the place. Tomorrow? Uh, I'll probably watch a Steeler game in the bedroom, and then I'll probably watch the afternoon games like out here or uh-huh. in the garage uh-huh. on, on the laptop yeah. <laughs> through direct through DirecTV. Uh, but Friday... What are we going to talk about this week? Uh, Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news and rumors. Uh, Did you you forget to take that off the agenda? I did forget to take the rumor piece off. So just the NFL news. NFL news. I would like a little more Christmas (laughs) with the agenda. (laughs) And we also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have our NFL Week 7 recap and Week 8 Picks. So we also have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news, our Eagles news, Seahawks news, and Steelers news. Ben, those Steelers, your Steelers, are the only undefeated team left. Who would have thought that that would the be NFL. the case? You did. Not the, you called well, it. Well, that is true. You I, did call it. And I said you were crazy. Yes, you did. But you're not. You well, knew exactly what you were talking a, about. Up to week six. Week <laughs> seven. And we also have our shot of the week, which is an honor of your Steelers, Ben, but also Halloween. Yes. Uh, we agreed last week that as long as the Steelers keep up this undefeated streak, we will continue to make spicy shots just for you, Ben. And tonight we have Tahin. We have Cholula. It's a red shot. It's blood orange, blood, Halloween. Everything goes together. Exactly. It's a perfect night for that. We also have our beverage of the night, which is a bourbon. And it's not. A, oh, there it is right there. It's the Paddleford Creek. And it's uh, it's. It's a decently priced bourbon, and it's highly rated. So we'll give that a shot, Ben. Can't wait for that. We also have our beer of the night, uh, which was actually gifted to us by Alex, who was on Friend the show. Of the show, yeah. Um, I can't remember which episode it was, but it's been quite a quite few a weeks, while. and he'll have to make a return on the show eventually. And it is some Pliny. Uh, it is from Russian Russian River Brewing Company, but it's the Pliny... For president. For president. So that's the one, and it's a beautiful can. Election Day is right around the corner, and it has some great graphics. You'll see those pictures on Instagram and on Twitter. We also have our betting corner, Ben's betting corner. Franny, he continues. Franny, Franny. He continues to put it on the agenda as thirst and goal betting <laughs> corner, but it is your betting corner, Ben. You know way more about that stuff than I do, and we also have our housekeeping to finish up tonight. All right, Friday. What's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben. NFL news. All right, we have just a light, a light little dabble of NFL news light this week before we get into the games. Uh, there are injuries aplenty, but we had to lead with Cam Newton. Is Cam Newton the problem, or the Patriots just bad from top to bottom? 
minutes after losing a game that will invite more doubt about his team than any of the past 20 years. Bill Belichick erased any questions over who will be the Patriots starting quarterback next week. Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald reports it's Cam Newton. Yes, absolutely. Belichick said after the 33, 33 to six loss to the hapless 49ers, just wanted to give Jared Stidham a little experience out there. Newton was benched after throwing his third interception on Sunday, finished nine of 15 for 98, count them, 98 yards over two plus quarters after losing after a long San Francisco drive crossed into the fourth quarter, Stidham entered and promptly threw a pick on his third drop back. He completed six of 10 passes for 64 yards. Newton took the blame for Sunday's loss after the game. I just stick to the man in the mirror and I wasn't good enough. I didn't in no way, shape or form did I put this team in a position to compete. And that's inexcusable. He said, this is the National Football League where a lot is put on the quarterback and I have to deliver. And I haven't done that. He had mm. to throw the lots put on the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, a lot of money in the bank account <laughs> as well, uh, but not his particular bank account this year. But, Friday, what say you? What uh, is what is wrong with the Patriots? Is I it is Cam Newton the problem, or I is think this not team Tom Brady is the problem? I mean, Cam Newton. I was actually impressed by Cam Newton before you know the whole COVID thing. You know, when when uh, you know he was diagnosed with. Uh, with COVID, but I was I was really impressed with the way he played. I mean, he was making some smart throws down the field. I mean, he was running when he needed to, throwing when he needed to, and and you know he looked pretty comfortable in the pocket. But these last few games, I mean, that was ever horrific. since returning, he's looked pretty bad. I mean, I'm not sure if it's just him or or you know what it is exactly. I mean, obviously the team is not the same team that we're used to seeing. For 20 years, not a lot pretty of talent much, almost, and no tight ends. 20 years uh, that they were so dominant under Tom Brady. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, is it, is he, is that injury still sort of lingering? Is he, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. I mean, he's a streaky player always has been, but this is a particularly bad streak. I mean, obviously we'll all feel terrible if it turns out that he's suffering some side effects from that or another illness or an injury, Mm -hmm. but clearly he's not up to snuff. For the, for the New England Patriots and for what Bill Belichick expects of him, uh, making matters worse this week, uh, Julian Edelman will be out this week's game, taking away the only real legitimate weapon that he has at the receiver position. Uh, but this team just doesn't have any talent. They don't have any tight ends to speak mm-hmm. of. They don't have any receivers outside of Julian Edelman. Their running game, yeah, they do have some decent running backs and running backs that can catch the ball uh, out of the backfield. The defense is okay. But still, I mean, this team, it just when you look at the roster, absent Tom Brady, there's just, I mean, take take a look at that Bucks roster. <laughs> their receivers, their running backs, their, their tight ends, even though O.J. Howard is hurt. But if you look at that roster and you compare it to the New England Patriots roster, there just isn't a lot of talent on that roster. And Cam Newton playing poorly mm-hmm. is help. not a that recipe not for help. success. Yeah, I mean, they've looked, they've looked pretty terrible. They don't, they don't look like the Patriots that we're used to seeing for way too long. But where are all those guys that said that Cam Newton deserved more money when he came over and deserved a 15. A lot of people, a lot of people said that. Richard Sherman? Yeah, Richard Sherman (laughs) said that. Uh, Thought it was a slap in the face, an insult, uh, because he won an MVP six years ago that that for some reason that he should definitely translate that forward six years and get a $20 million (laughs) contract like Philip Rivers did or Tom Brady did or Drew Brees did to re-up in his contract deal with the Saints. Uh, I think it was more than a fair deal from what I've seen so far this year. That game against the Seattle Seahawks, you know, in retrospect, doesn't look as good given what we now know about the Seattle Seahawks defense. 
Uh, but that team, you know, it might be draft pick time for mm-hmm, that team. Mm-hmm. They might be looking ahead to to next year, and I I didn't think I would say that. Yeah, about the shocking. New England Patriots. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start doubting Bill Belichick now. Uh <laughs> it, it it might be time. I mean, especially because Brady is lighting it up down there yeah. in Tampa. Well, he has a lot of weapons. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got a really good coach down there. So that's no surprise. I'm still shocked that he's still playing at the same level at his age, which is amazing. And yeah, Antonio Brown. Credit. And he's come back. Right around the corner. <laughs> ah, that was brutal. I mean, it was brutal to watch that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as a as a Steeler fan, just watching them play that poorly, watching the Patriots play that poorly, uh, I'm, I'm just, sure it just the, not used to it. It warmed the cockles of your heart, right? It man? did. <laughs> it did. Uh, it's it's just I didn't think they would fall this quickly, this this precipitously, this fast. Uh-huh. Uh, I was, I'm shocked, too. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are out there are. I mean, because I mean, the division is... Sorry. It's not sorry. Buffalo is... Buffalo's bu- playing pretty Buffalo, bad. I mean, they are, but they're a solid team. But then you have, you know, Miami was, you know, going to struggle. The Jets are completely... They're just a terrible team. They might not even win a game. Relegation. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, so, I mean, even if they had a, just a little bit of success, they could still fight for a playoff spot. But I just, I don't see it happening with Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton is their best option right now. But it's 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 pretty interesting to see. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm shocked. I am shocked as well. Uh, Friday, can we move on? Yeah. Oh, yes, we can. <laughs> Still, after weeks, Ben. Just can't Next let that go. Next <laughs> up. This one warmed the cockles of my heart, although I do feel bad for the guy because I think he gets a raw deal from time to time. Yeah. Uh, but oh, 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 oh you, you, you got to take a shot for that. What's actually. that? He's in your division. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, Friday, <laughs> tell the, the listeners, loyal and new. Well, let's why? go. Let's go through the news. All and right. Let's 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 talk about the news. But since this made you feel good, yeah, it's, it's, it shouldn't. I shouldn't. Have, it, yeah, well, yeah. I did. I mean, it not from because I don't like the guy, but yeah, because yeah, yeah. But it's less competition in my division. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh huh. Odell right. Beckham Jr. lost for the season. The Browns announced Monday that Odell Beckham Jr. suffered a season-ending torn ACL in his left knee on Baker Mayfield's interception on his first pass of the game. During Sunday's 37-34 amazing victory over the Bengals, Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, one of the best names of a newspaper out there. And MRI confirmed the Browns' fears on Sunday during the game. Beckham will undergo surgery soon and be placed on injured reserve. Josina Anderson had the news first. Man, I know shit. Well... I know. Oh, I don't even know what the expletive is there. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Man, wait, you, so you just copy and paste that, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Man, I man, I know how hard you how work. How fucking hard, and I'm how sure fucking how hard fun. you work, and how and how invested you are to be legendary. Jarvis Landry posted on Instagram. My heart hurt. I love you, Bretta. But Jarvis Landry is probably upset because it's going to make his job all that harder for the Cleveland Browns, especially coming after that amazing. Win with five go-ahead yeah. touchdown passes in the in the fourth quarter, first time in the history of the NFL. Yeah, and it was that was a pretty crazy game. Uh, Friday, what say you? I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he's he's obviously one of the better wide receivers in the league. I think he gets way too much credit because of that one-handed grab that he get, had against the Cowboys in the years, Giants. Yeah, year, the Giants. yeah, years back with the Giants, and you know he was in our division for the longest time. And um, you know, I, I think he's given a little more credit just because of his personality. Um, and he's a little bit of a drama queen as well. But he's a really good wide receiver. I I, I do feel bad for Odell Beckham going down, getting injured, but I'm sure he'll you know. He'll be back next year, but this is a huge blow to uh, to the Browns. Cleveland, ben. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like you said, it's good for you, 
but you have to take a shot for that. Yeah, I never like to see anybody get hurt, especially a, a, a significant injury like that, regardless of whether it's in my division, unless maybe it was Vontez Perfect for the Bengals. That would have been deserving, uh, but certainly it helps the Steelers' chances in this division if Cleveland is able to continue to play at the level that they played at this past week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and why well, are we taking, taking? Why am I shot, taking a shot? Well, you're taking a shot, Ben, because of our drinking game agreements that we made months years ago. Actually, probably. Uh, actually, I think it was years ago. It, it, it probably point. it might might be over a year now. So if you say anything negative about a team in the AFC North, then you take a shot or any player. If you're happy about any sort of injury that occurred on the field, then you take a shot. And if I... I wasn't upset to read it. (laughs) And if I say anything negative about a team in my division, which the NFC East, then I take a shot. Or say anything negative about any sort of player. Although we did take a a shot a few weeks ago in honor of Dak Prescott and and a speedy recovery to that horrible, horrible injury that he suffered. Yeah. Uh, Or if Sonya... Uh, says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot, and she never has. Where all four teams could make the playoff, or playoffs conceivably. Hey, we're all number one right now. I mean, that is crazy, that division. All right, Friday, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking some Bird Dog strawberry-flavored whiskey. <laughs> It is the um, the go-to shot for all college kids out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but not for us, though. We're not college kids anymore, Ben. This is a pretty disgusting shot. Yeah, it tastes like, it tastes like strawberry-flavored Southern Comfort. That, you know what? That is the perfect description for this. And it is dis- I hate Southern Comfort. Yeah. And you add strawberry to that, even worse. All right, cheers. Here we go. Yeah, and it took me years to be able to drink Southern Comfort again after... A couple uh, bad experiences. So the first experience was about Southern enough. Comfort. You had, to, you had to have a couple before he said no yeah. to Southern Comfort. The last one was literally the last one for I about 10 Southern years. Southern Comfort is basically just disgusting whiskey with sugar added to it. I think that's yeah. what it is. It's and just, that's why I drank it. You know, when I was, whatever, you know, 19, well, 20 cheap. years old. It's cheap, but it really gives you a hangover. Yeah. It's like really bad stuff. It gives you a hangover. It gives you a pre-hangover. It gives you a hangover the night <laughs> you before. Know, you know it's going to yeah. be a bad morning. You know it's, even when you're 20 years old, <laughs> yeah. you know it's going to be a bad day the next day. Uh, Franny, can we move on? Let's move on, Ben. All right. Next up, finally, a little bit of good news for the Seattle Seahawks. Veteran defensive end Carlos Dunlap has been traded to Seattle Seahawks for offensive lineman B.J. Finney and a seventh-round pick in the 2021 draft. The Seahawks defense has allowed the most yards of any team through six games in NFL history, and their pass rush has been a primary issue. The unit only has nine nine sacks through six games and didn't even register an official hit on Kyler Murray during an overtime loss to Arizona on Sunday night, and 50 dropbacks in that one hit. The trade ends a Cincinnati saga that spiraled past its breaking point on Wednesday when the Bengals asked Dunlop not to come to the team's facilities as they sought a trading partner, sources told ESPN's Diana Rossini. Confirming a report by NFL Network, Dunlap 31 had two years remaining on a contract extension that was set to expire at the end of the 2021 season. However, the likelihood of Dunlap finishing his career in Cincinnati diminished after the events of recent weeks. For the bulk of Dunlap's 11-year tenure with the Bengals. He was one of the team's most effective edge rushers. He tallied 82.5 sacks with Cincinnati and reached the Pro Bowl in 2015 and 2016. Uh, Between 2014 and 2018, Dunlap started every regular season game. However, a scheme change under new coach Zach Taylor altered Dunlap's role within the defense. By the middle of Taylor's second season, the situation had become untenable, which prompted the trade to Seattle. 
Dunlop's 2018 extension holds an 11 million salary cap hit this year and 13.4 million in 2021. If Cincinnati had cut Dunlop next year, the Bengals would have saved 11.1 million against the cap. But Seattle obviously mm-hmm. desperate, desperate. Yeah, we saw what we for saw defensive that. line help. We saw this game on was Sunday night. Brutal. Was it Monday night or Sunday night? I can't remember which. Uh, it might have been Sunday night, but yeah, I think, defense, it, I think it was Sunday night. Their, but it their feels... defense is. I mean, it's definitely. It doesn't look like a Seahawks defense. I mean, you know, we're used to the Legion of Boom, and it's not the Legion of Boom anymore. But I think you know this is a little bit of help for them uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and they definitely need it. Offense is fine, but you need that defense. <laughs> but fifty dropbacks, fifty five zero. Yeah, 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 and not a single. Touch yeah, no pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, none of pressure. I mean, just I mean, the pressure that's got to be on the secondary of the Seahawks must be just almost unbearable. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching those guys just stack them up, the, the offensive linemen just stack up those defensive linemen. Yeah, Kyler Murray's just, and just stand there. there behind a wall. He has all day. I mean, you you give any quarterback, even a terrible quarterback, all day, and they'll look like you know Joe Montana out there. I mean, but you, I mean, do you think that this defense is salvageable? For the Seattle Seahawks, uh, I mean, they looked so bad. Yeah, well, I, most I, yards allowed DK by Metcalf, any team in DK, NFL history. DK Metcalf better keep on scoring touchdowns, and Tyler Lockett better keep on, you know, getting those toe drag swag touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually I mean, think I, it might not be a bad idea to throw. Uh, those were some amazing catches, though. Yeah, from, from, I mean, Lockett is probably one of those underpaid, probably the most underpaid, underappreciated, underappreciated receivers mm-hmm. in the league. Uh, but uh, you might want to throw uh, DK Metcalf out there on defense. I mean, we'll he talk did. about that amazing play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he's got the size. He's, yeah, clearly could, he could play the safety position. He's fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if he'll volunteer <laughs> to take a little pressure. You know, he could actually he could probably play outside linebacker. Yeah, he probably could. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's fast. Yeah, he could obviously probably, he could probably end up with more hits and sacks than Clowney has this year. <laughs> Jadavion Clowney with zero sacks so far this year. And very, very few quarterback hits and almost you seem no very pressure. Happy. You seem very happy about well, that. You know, he made Seattle's life miserable. He took Carson Wentz out of That's a playoff true. game. That's true. That is true. Uh, shot, and he awesome. wants to be the new Endomican, so? you know, traveling from place to place as a hired gun. And he, you know, he's not doing his job for Tennessee. Let's yeah, put it that no. way. No, he's not, Ben. But what could Seattle do? <sighs> I, I mean, know. they're going to wait. I mean, it's amazing. For, for all the years that we complained about Russell Wilson not throwing the ball and the offense being so yeah, I know. conservative and it just completely flip-flop. Yep, yep. The defense is the worst in the league next to the maybe the New York Jets. Mm. <laughs> and and the offense is putting up 30-plus points a game. The Cowboys are pretty terrible, too. Yeah, that's true. The Cowboys are up there, too. But, I mean, it's, it's just a complete... That's yes, a <laughs> that's a shot. Friday's like, I know Ben's got to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning to, to greet these painters. Let's see how much drinking hey, I can buddy, make them do. You, you greet them? And you go to bed. I agree. Here's our living room. <laughs> just get a hammock out. Yeah. Here. Just get a I hammock. I actually thought fan. about doing that. I was looking on Amazon last time. Like, is there like a is there like a one day hammock? I can get like a one day delivery on a hammock. Oh, yeah, man. you don't realize how important it is to have comfortable furniture in your backyard until you need comfortable furniture in your backyard. <laughs> hey, these chairs are pretty comfortable, Ben, because we record this podcast outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. Absolutely. And this shot is to Frane's yeah, we Long both take a shot. Hatred. We do both take a shot, although the shot is a little bit larger for the one dishing out the hate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Cheers. All right. But yeah, we'll talk about the it game. It gets better. It gets better. The second shot is better. Yeah, the second shot gets better. 
but it, it just it's almost I I don't know you know the, the trade deadline's coming up yeah there isn't much out there for Seattle no. I mean obviously got to coach him up you know they're got to coach him up <laughs> uh you know they have they have what's his name coming back do they uh Jamal Adams mm-hmm. is coming back at least I mean, that, that, this that week the next huge, week that's a huge loss for them on that defense for sure but that defensive line, I mean, I just wa- watching that game was painful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was painful to just watch those guys get stood up and pushed back, play after play. I mean, I think Kyler Murray probably just could have, he probably could have run the ball for 400 yards in that game mm-hmm. if he just decided not to throw the ball once. Well, I could. I mean, I mean, Kyler Murray, is, is, he's, he's been very impressive this year. I've been very impressed. I mean, you know, last year, obviously, when he won Rookie of the Year, uh, I was a little disappointed that I didn't go to Miles Sanders. A little biased there. Um, but you know, bit, little bit. S- seeing the way he's playing this year, I mean, he has really taken a step to that next level of quarterback. He's looking really good out there. It's yeah. impressive. And I mean, I don't I can't remember what I I mean, I I think I picked Arizona, Seattle. Arizona, Seattle, Rams, San yeah. Francisco. I think that was my If that happens, Ben, you're gonna win yourself a little bit of money. That's true. I mean, I obviously for for Sonia's sake, I hope I'm wrong. And if the Steelers win, I still have my bet. Yeah. In your division. Yeah. Well, tomorrow we'll say a lot about that. <laughs> uh, but, Friday, that's it for the NFL news this week. Uh, we'll get into some other little tidbits during the game recaps. Uh, but what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. All right. Thank you all so much to our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners that have been with us for a long, long time. Uh, shout out to our international listeners. We have several Several international listeners from every continent on the planet, and we are very proud of that. Uh, we are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head over to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. And from there, you can search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person you couldn't take your kids out trick-or-treating this week. It's very, very sad. Uh, so give your children a homework assignment from Thurston Gold Podcast. Get yourself and your children to recommend this podcast to just one yeah. person before <laughs> kids, next week's show. Kids love an NFL yeah. podcast with drinking for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe your high school, you know, your <laughs> your pre-drinking. And of course, we don't want any high school kids drinking. Uh, your, you know, as they prepare to go off to college and and drink legally, responsibly, responsibly and legally. Uh, get them to you know recommend our podcast to one person. Uh, and if you're listening out there, we would truly, truly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So thank you all so much. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL Week 7 recap and Week 8 picks. Can you believe that we are all it's crazy. ready halfway, in Week 7? Halfway through the season, Week 8 this week. I can't believe it. I, I really can't believe it. I mean, this year has flown by. Week I mean... Eight. I mean, we were doing all of our normal podcasts, you know, in the off season. Yep. I mean, actually, some of my favorite shows when there aren't any games <laughs> and we get to really dig deep into what's going on in the NFL. But during the shows, it, you know, in April, in May, in June, in mm-hmm. July, I was really, really, I mean, really we concerned. Missed, we really haven't missed a week of this podcast since last summer mm-hmm. when we were on vacation. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're 96, Ben, only four episodes away from 100. Exactly. And our two-year anniversary is next Wednesday. That is, that's crazy. Next I can't Wednesday. believe it. Jesus. So we will have our, our anniversary show next weekend. Mm-hmm. 
And what are we going to do? We got to we got to plan something. That's a good point. We got for our it won't be our hundredth episode, but it is our two year anniversary. Yeah. And then for the hundredth episode, another oh, that's going to be yeah. So we may have to go. Uh, may have to run to Total Wine <laughs> and use the home equity line of credit to get <laughs> something that we wouldn't normally buy. Uh, but yeah, so we yeah, have uh, put our money together and get something. We have nice. a, a, a huge, huge anniversary coming up. Two years. I don't know if Ron, I thought we would get there when we first started doing this with a microphone hanging from <laughs> an umbrella. Uh, but I, I thought we could potentially get here, but I'm not sure. Did you think we'd get here? Uh, you know what? It's 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 just as fun right now, you know, recording this 96th episode as it was on that first episode. So, you know, the, the enjoyment level and the fun is still there. I love coming over here and just doing the podcast every single Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, if, and the reason we say what's up on a big board... Is if you look back, back. if you look back at our first few episodes, you will literally see a giant whiteboard and what either Friday or myself writing down the agenda uh-huh. on a whiteboard that we would lean up against <laughs> the uh, wall, the wall or some you know something outside so that we could read it as we would go through the show. Uh, so that's where the big board came from. Yeah, we, we don't will, have that anymore. Now we've upgraded. We've upgraded the uh, the outdoor studio just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And we actually have paper with words on it eight and a half by 11 not three feet by five feet yep but uh, you did your research ben i mean you really did your research i mean these 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 mics are awesome you know compared to what we did have when we first started um and you know you got you got all the equipment out here that we need it's it's it's, it's pretty amazing yeah and we're really we're really proud to be bringing this to you for two straight years mm-hmm. all right Franny, you want to take a quick break before we hit the take a quick break week seven recap mm-hmm Eagles win and week eight predictions. Let's take a break. All right, folks, hold tight. All right, and we are back with our NFL week seven recap and pull up the games. Can you believe it? We just said we couldn't. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, we won't talk about the Giants yeah, and the we, Eagles we, we that we talked about, about last week, but I still want to remember that game. Uh, yeah. Eagles with a nail-biter 22-21 to 21 over have the been. New have York been. Giants. Uh, but the Saints, first up, Saints, the Panthers at the Saints. Mm-hmm. The Saints pull out a win 27-24 to 24 at home against what we thought was potentially a good Carolina Panthers team. Turns out, maybe not. Uh, but what do you think about the Saints going to four and two? Panthers dropping to three and four at this point. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, it was a close game. It was a close game. I actually didn't catch a lot of this game, but you know, it seems like the Panthers are—they're always close. <laughs> sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. We'll talk more about that other game uh, on Thursday night as well. Uh, but you know, the Saints definitely need to keep up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater, again, does everything he can. 23 of 28 for 254 yards and count them. Two touchdowns in the game. Curtis Samuel with a touchdown on the ground. And DJ Moore, another great target for Teddy Bridgewater with two touchdowns through the air. Uh, Drew Brees, 29 of 36 for 287 yards and two count them. Two touchdowns in the game. Brees with a touchdown on the ground. Very, very rare for Brees to get a touchdown on the ground. Deontay Harris and Jared Cook. Also, Michael Thomas, I think, is out for the game coming up this week. Uh, but what do you think about this division? I mean, it's really shaking up to be 
a little bit more competitive than I think we expected. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, with Panther, with the Panthers, I thought would be uh, in, in worse shape than they are right now at three and four. Uh, actually, three and five. Actually, up to this game, up to the Thursday night game. Um, but I mean, with Atlanta being as bad as they are, it's basically it's basically a two horse race between the Saints and the Bucks at the moment. Uh, you know, the Panthers are not going to catch them. Obviously, the Falcons are not going to catch them as well. Uh, so it's be interesting to see what happens, what develops in this in this division. Yeah, I mean, I still like the Bucks obviously to win this division, but I I think the Saints can hang tight. I expected the Panthers to be a little bit better than they are mm-hmm. with Teddy B uh, behind center, but I think he's doing just about everything that he can do without McCaffrey, but McCaffrey is supposed to be back this week, might play sparingly, mm-hmm. but definitely back the following week, allegedly at full strength, and that will change this team, I think, significantly. Uh, from the most embarrassing game <laughs> of the week department, the Buffalo this Bills. <laughs> this is a game that happened. This is something that was on your television screen if you lived in the state of New York, either in the western portion or in the eastern portion, uh, this was a game that happened. 18 to 10, Bills at Jets. Bills go to 5 and 2, Jets at 0 and 7. What say uh-huh. you, Franny? You know, we talked about this. This is, uh, was this it last was, week? Or I, the thought, week I thought, before? I thought I lost you know, this. I lost this on the, the over. I think I had the over on this on a teaser at like 32. Yeah, we, we were and they couldn't about- get the 32. <laughs> That's pretty. That's that's pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, but with, I mean, we were talking about the Jets maybe going, uh, you know, without a win Winless. the entire season uh, at zero and sixteen, and it actually might happen. They're, they're it, that bad. I mean, they were they were up actually ten nothing in this game, which is pretty impressive for the Jets. Um, but you know, I mean, the Bills. The last three weeks have not looked like the Bills from the first four weeks when they were four zero. I mean, I was really impressed uh, with the way they were playing, the way Josh Allen was playing. But uh, I don't know what to what to think of the Bills right now. I mean, obviously they won, and you should win. Everybody should beat the Jets. But I mean, the last two it weeks was a have not been though. pretty. I mean, it was a nail biter until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I think the Jets. The only chance of the Jets not going zero and sixteen is maybe that last game of the season against New England. If New England is cashing in all their chips, looking for a draft pick, potentially they can get a get a win maybe against New England at the end. But I, from looking at the schedule, uh, my money is on the Jets going winless this year. But Josh yep. Allen, I mean, if he, Put a bet on. he I, I did. Oh, okay. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the money's not great. The odds aren't great <laughs> on boy, it. Yeah, because everyone's expecting yeah. them to go 0-16 now. But it's, a, you know, every once in a while, you got to just make a bet that's fun. Uh-huh. Not one that you really expect to win a lot of money on. Uh, but Josh Allen, you know, doing with his legs, not consistent through the air. Uh, 30 of 43 for 307 yards, no touchdowns in the game. Uh, just looks really inconsistent. This is the guy that we saw in the playoffs last year. Uh, inconsistent with his arms, having to use his legs unnecessarily. Uh, you know, only putting up 18 points against the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. That does not bode well no. uh, for their future. Not AFC. Yeah, again, he's their leading rusher with 61 yards. Singletary having a down year for sure after a nice year last year with only 29 yards. Uh, Cole Beasley leading the receivers at 112 yards, no touchdowns through the air. Uh, I mean, it's it looks pretty scary right now for the Buffalo Bills. Luckily, the Patriots are having a down year. Two is behind center in Miami, so that opens up the division competitively. It should anyway for them. But look at Sam Darnold, 12 of <laughs> 23 for 120 yards and two interceptions in this game. Frank Gore with 60 yards. Ugh. 
I mean, I listen to a couple Jets podcasts mm-hmm. just because they're the New York Jets fans podcast. We can't say enough about those guys. I mean, I feel for them. They I, do this they, they, an feel, hour and a half. I feel bad for all Jets fans out hour, there. But they have to talk about this for an hour and a half every week. They don't have to. They don't but have they, to. Yeah. <laughs> They, but they do. They should probably start talking about other teams. Maybe <laughs> at this point, at zero and seven, maybe <laughs> they do cover it. But they yeah. are every one of hey, them is passionate disgusting. fans. Passionate fans for sure. I give Jets fans, you know, a ton of respect for following this organization the way they're set up right now. I mean, I, they should definitely go out in front of the, you know in front of the stadium and start protesting and 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 just try to change everything about the. Yeah, they need signs. They yeah. need. You know, caravans of cars. They need to go to Gase's yeah. house. They need to go to Woody Johnson's house. They need to do something uh, in, in New York City. I mean, it's New York, man. It's yeah. New York. Well, yeah. the Giants suck, too. Oh, man. I, I feel bad for New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's and they should be better. And then the Yankees, Ben. Uh, Yankees uh. Blowing it in the playoffs, <laughs> but putting the Dodgers in the right position that they needed to be in That's to be right. able to play the we, the Two worst champs. team in Two the champs. AFC. Lakers, Dodgers, Ben. Oh. Uh. Yeah, we got the fireworks, but I mean, they had to play the race. I mean, the Rays are a but good team. But nobody came crashing into your front yard, which is yeah. great news, you know, this time around, Ben. Yeah, that was, uh, that that was, was early. Years, that, that was, was like our years, second podcast, right? It was a few years back. Yeah, was it our first or our second podcast? I, it it, it might have been our first. I don't know when it was, but I mean, uh, yeah, some drunk Dodgers fans just plowed into your front yard with their car around yeah, the corner. took here. out my neighbor's fence, <laughs> th- three garbage cans like that were in my neighbor's yard. Up, One of them bounced off my roof. The other one landed on top of my wife's car, uh, and all, and they just left all the, the those empty beer bottles and full beer bottles as they ran away from the car. Uh, but that is a Dodger celebration that, right there. Yeah. Well, we saw what happened after they won. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there are some great Dodger fans out there, but you know, congratulations <laughs> to the Dodgers, one way or the other. Uh, Browns Bengals next up. The Cleveland Browns thirty-seven, the Bengals thirty-four in a thriller. I know, surprisingly, a thriller. Five go-ahead touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. NFL record. What do you think about that, Friday? Oh, was, I mean, this is a fun game to watch. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. That was a nice Throwing pass. Throwing up some was, lollipop yeah, balls. That was, that was a nice pass. Uh, I mean, I thought they lost. Remember, I texted you. I'm like, oh, man, the Bengals just went up right now. Finally. And then Baker Mayfield drives down the field, scores the winning touchdown. Yeah, Browns put up 20 points in the fourth quarter. Bengals put up 14. Poor Joe Burrow can't get himself a win Again in a close game. Oh, he, got, he got a win and a tie. He has a win and a tie. <laughs> That's true. He has a tie against the. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. I know. I know, even, who, I know who it's against, Ben. Thank you. Against <laughs> the Eagles. Couldn't even tell you who the win came against. Uh, but Mayfield, 22 of 28. Talk about efficient. Mm-hmm. 297 yards and five. Five. Count them. Five touchdowns in this game. One interception. Uh, no touchdowns on the ground, but Harrison Bryant with two touchdowns. Donovan Peoples-Jones, beautiful touchdown pass there. Kareem Hunt with a touchdown through the air. David Njoku with a touchdown through the air. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Uh, And B.J. Goodson on defense with a beautiful touchdown on the defense. Uh, Poor Joe Burrow again. 406 yards on 35 of 37 or 35 of 47 passing. Three touchdowns. Count them. One interception, Joe Burrow with a touchdown on the ground, Tyler Boyd with a touchdown through the air, T. Higgins with a touchdown through the air, Giovanni, or, uh, yeah, Giovanni Bernard with a touchdown through the air. Uh, it seems like Giovanni Bernard has been in the league for like 20 years. I, I know. know. It seems like he's been there forever. But this this one blew me away. I I, I mean, because the Browns did not play particularly well the week before, mm-hmm. and they came out and they... they're good? Just not good enough. No, I think they're like another year or two years away. I mean, I, I, I really like the way Joe Burrow is playing. 
He's a very smart young quarterback. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think he's got more upside with this organization than you Andy know Dalton. Mayfield has with the Browns. <laughs> Andy Dalton potentially. Oh, Andy Dalton had with him. Uh, but I mean, I love May- I love Mayfield after the game. He's like, you know, we- we're going to go down there. We're going to tie the game. Good, take it to overtime. He's like, no, screw that, man. We're going to win this game. I'm like, honestly, really? Is that what you said in the huddle? Screw that. We're going to win yeah, this game. That's what I can see him saying that. I, I can see him doing that. Yeah. Are there a lot of games that are, are there a lot of teams that are only trying to tie the, to, <laughs> like, where their coach is like really only trying to tie the game with that much time left? Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the Browns are at five and two. I mean, yeah, they are competitive in this division. Impressive for the AFC. And Joe Burrow's got a, a bright future, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But that, that one blew me away. That one I did not. Oh, here we go. This. Oh, I'm going to get the shot ready. Take it away, Fran. Cowboys three. They got Washington football team twenty five. Beat. They got their asses beat in this, this one. Was embarrassing. I did not expect the football team wow. to kick their ass the wow. way they did. But every time the Cowboys lose and the Eagles win, it makes me so much happier. Yeah, we oh definitely. We should God. actually do two shots. No, one. We, shouldn't. we shouldn't. One for that comment you just made, <laughs> and one for Andy Dalton. He just got laid the fuck out and his teammates just walked away. They just went to the sideline. They didn't, they didn't try to exact any retribution. They didn't try to see if he was okay. They just, they, they just, he just got laid out. He head. I mean, literally he got laid out. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a clothesline basically. <laughs> I mean, he got his head taken off. It was like a car accident yeah. out there. And even Mike, even Mike McCarthy after the game expressed his disappointment that his team, not only did they not show any any concern <laughs> for the quarterback, they didn't try to exact any retribution for what was obviously a dirty hit on Andy Dalton. And and Andy Dalton had been very animated on the sidelines prior to that, yeah. trying to get this team riled up. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have completely given I up. They it. don't I like the coach. It. It's so awesome. They can't stand the coaching staff. They they can't stand Mike McCarthy. They're not down with the offensive coordinator They've or the defensive coordinator. Already given up. I love it. Here's a this, shot. This but early it is, in the season. It, all these all these uh, uh, broadcasters out there, you know, praising the Cowboys and everything. I mean, get out of here. Come on. They haven't done anything. Praising them. No, I mean they were even, they're, they're, even they're, Skip. Yeah, I mean no, but I mean even Skip's giving up. They, they were they were saying like they're they're uh, you know potential Super Bowl candidate. You know. They're not. Yeah, Skip had another one of his great rants where it was all freaking hyperbole about player. They don't want to play, and they're not. They our heart's not in it. Like it's yeah. just it was a, another ridiculous rant from a guy who should have lost his job ten years ago. Uh, cheers, Ben. Here we go. To, no shots uh, for insulting Skip Bayless. Yeah. In fact, he should buy us shots. He should. He should. We should have him on the show. Yeah, I'm gonna great. go. I'm gonna go get your your aluminum garbage can in your kitchen. That's right <laughs> next to your chopping board. The microwave that's underneath the. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like right next to the base. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. That's like a weird placement for a for a microwave. I don't know. I think it's like, it must be a bachelor. Like underneath the cabinet. I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. But cheers. And it was so staged. Also, oh, we got some fireworks. For and Halloween who throws? Here. If you're such a huge fan, why throw your your jersey in the trash can? Yeah, I, I still have my. That. I still got my I duck hodges. I got exactly. my. I got my devil hodges. I'm not throwing that That's away. That's your team. Yeah, I'm not throwing that away. I'm gonna wear that on. Whenever I need to wear a Steelers jersey where I might be in a situation where it potentially is going to get stuff spilled on it. Or dirty. Yeah, where it might get burned or spilled (laughs) on or, you know, that's where I'm going to wear that Devlin Hodges jersey. Exactly. And people are going to be like, who's that guy? And there's a conversation right there. (laughs) They're like, Hodges? Is that you? Are you Hodges? uh, Did he play for the Steelers? This guy played for the Steelers? Is Is that the guy that got his head knocked in? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, that's a nice custom Steelers jersey with your name on it. That was Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) 
Uh, but look at Andy Dalton, nine for nineteen, seventy-five yards and interception. Ben Denucci. Ben Denucci is the quarterback. They called Denucci. Denucci. Ben Denucci. They called that's, somebody. That's the kid from around the corner. Remember? <laughs> it was the it was the guy with the with the you know the the black hair. And yeah, the, he sold the papers. Yeah, he, he sold the, the papers p- in the morning. Yeah, he's it, playing football yeah. now for the Cowboys. I used to wheel my apple he cart right by a, him. He used to be a Giants fan. Now all of a sudden he's playing for the Giants or for the Cowboys. What's going on over here? He's got to make. A, he pushed an apple cart for fifteen years. What do you want him to do? <laughs> the Godfather would come and he'd get apples. Denucci. He needs he needs a job. He needs a job. <laughs> He had to get out of there. He had to go to Texas to get away from the from the guys. Uh, but yeah, Danucci. Oh my God! They called what's his name up from the practice squad whose name escapes me, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, but Elliot, uh, this wasn't the two fumble game, right? It was a game. No, before no, that this. was the game before. That was even better. But Elliot, uh, will... I'm just gonna stop saying negative. Yeah, that. Uh, nah, I'm gonna cut you some slack on that one. We just took a shot. I'll cut you some slack on that one. We just took a shot right We now. just took a shot. Ben Danucci. <laughs> oh, the pizza's the best. Uh, but Murray Cooper. One hundred million dollars on the trading block, as that's the word. That's a rumor. NFL news and rumors. There you go. There's the rumor. Amari Cooper is on a trading block uh, because they don't want to pay out. The, yeah, they don't want to pay wow. out the rest of his contract. Uh, given what's going on, really makes just makes a makes a good case for how good Dak Prescott really is. Uh, Kyle Allen still not worth forty. <laughs> for, for the Washington Football Team, fifteen of twenty five for one hundred ninety four yards and two count them. Two touchdowns in the game. Antonio Gibson with a touchdown on the ground. Terry McLaurin with a touchdown through the air. Logan Thomas with a touchdown through the air. And Cole Holcomb with a touchdown for the defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that was a nice touchdown, actually. That was a nice touchdown. Uh, let's see. Dallas scored a field goal in the first quarter and nothing throughout the rest of the game. Uh, Washington scored 9, 13, 0, and 3. But how do you, I mean, this is probably the biggest implosion year over year. Man, I can't believe it. I mean, that I I've seen believe it. In, in a very, very long time. No, it's I mean, great. the Jets I mean, sucked suck, Jet suck last year. I, I love this. I but love this it. Is, this well, I mean, is, I, you know, I shouldn't say too much because they still have as many wins as the Eagles do. They might not win another time. game. I hope they don't. I mean, they might. I mean, Danucci's going to be, a, you know. Danucci. Danucci's going to be playing quarterback. Well, Dalton will come back. They haven't ruled him out for this game, but but if you're Andy Dalton, do you want to put your health at risk to come back and play for this team? I uh, I don't know. Nobody, nobody. He's got a nine year career of paychecks from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's true. That's true. You know, he's got some probably nine years in the league. Got some decent health insurance at least for a while. Mm-hmm. So he's probably paid up for a little. I mean, do you really want to put yourself at risk? But this is this is about as bad as I've seen. It is bad. I mean, but this that's definitely it says some good things about Dak Prescott because this team was competitive. Until he got hurt. Look, that's why I I do I say a lot of negative things about the Cowboys, but oh, he's not worth forty million dollars. He might <laughs> be not, worth a hundred million dollars to no, this no, team. No, he's, he's not worth forty million dollars, but he he definitely played his heart out for that team. I you know I, I, there's there's I I did hate Tony Romo for sure, but Dak Prescott he played with a lot of heart. Where he Tony came from Romo in the draft. got screwed by that. I team. see a lot. I say a lot. I see too many nice things about Dak Prescott. So I should. You see I should, why? I should regurgitate this shot <laughs> right now because the nice things that I say. But it really it does show you like what he means to this team and how much these guys respected him Both as a, spiritually I mean, and same, physically. I mean, you saw how these guys felt after he got injured, and I felt. I felt. I mean, I was sick to my stomach when I saw what happened to him. But you saw how they treated him. They had their 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 hands on their heads. I mean, they were distraught. Andy Dalton gets knocked out. They don't give a fuck. They're like, where's fucking Danucci? Get him up here. Where's the next guy? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. All right, next up, your Packers. Your 
Green Bay Packers over the Houston Texans, 35 to 20 in Houston. Friday, what say you about the Packers going to five and one after suffering a loss the week before, Aaron bouncing back Rodgers. to beat them up? Aaron Rodgers. Four touchdowns on 283 yards, 23 Houston, of 34. Houston, wow. With that, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Look at Houston this year, too. I mean, that, that is a pretty good You didn't crazy need to around. sign that contract. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, how much money do you need? I mean, there, I mean, Indianapolis needed a quarterback. There were other teams out there that needed quarterbacks that would have potentially entertained offers or made offers, uh, for, uh, for Deshaun Watson, but he signed with this team and now he's stuck with them. Uh, let's see what would, uh, I think Devontae Adams, yeah, Devontae Adams, two touchdowns on 196 yards on 13 receptions. Jamal Adams with a touchdown in this game. Malik Taylor with a touchdown. Jay Sternberger with a touchdown in this game. But poor Deshaun Watson, 29 of 39 for 309 yards to count them. Two touchdowns in the game. Uh, David Johnson with a touchdown on the ground. Finally, Will Fuller also on the trading block. I mean, these teams that are one and five, one in, or one and six. These struggling teams, they are putting their receivers out there. Will Fuller is potentially on the trading block. I've really? never been a huge fan of his. No, I'm a huge fan of his when he's healthy. When he's healthy. When but he's, he's healthy. You know, he's like, but he's not healthy. He's a small guy, very talented, but he does have a tendency to get hurt a lot. Uh, but what do you think about uh, the Packers? Are they as good as advertised even after that big loss? Uh, maybe I, I'm thinking that was maybe just a bad week for them, a bad week for Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a bad week with it against the, probably the best team in the NFC. Mm, they could potentially be the best team, and with the weapons that they have, they are potentially the best team. And the ones the they NFC. got coming, they got like a, they got like an Amazon. They're tracking their packages, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, they're, and they're not losing anybody. I mean, Mike Evans. Did, well, Mike Evans is still health is healthy ish. Got oh Godwin got, got hurt. Uh, for OJ Howard got OJ Howard, OJ Howard yeah, is yeah. out. Yeah, so but yeah, they got a whole Amazon. They're just scheduling their receivers <laughs> out for the next few weeks. They're like, please deliver this one in week nine. <laughs> please deliver this. Deliver this one in week eleven. Whenever they're not in legal trouble. Yeah, exactly. Bring them on board. Yeah, and Brown's legal troubles could end up pushing them off this team. You know who knows? But I mean, it that was that was definitely not what I expected. I actually expected. Uh, I actually expected the the Packers to probably win this game but but squeak it out uh next up finally the lions at the falcons the detroit lions thanks to todd Gurley, hold on and win this game 23 to 22 against the falcons thank you todd Gurley. finally what say you about the lions going to three and three which is respectable for them and the Falcons falling to one and six, notwithstanding. Yeah, respectable for the Lions, not you know, respectable for the Atlanta Falcons but, and their but fans. Respect, I'm respecting Arthur Blank's uh, sport fa- coach. I feel so. so I feel terrible for their fans week after Horrific. week. This was they this was one of the worst with the same crowd. Well, the Super Bowl was the worst, but I mean, this was pretty bad. This was pretty bad. I mean, Todd Gurley. I mean, the huddle after doing the same thing twice for in, the Rams and doing it correctly in the huddle. He is told not to score a touchdown. And they even rhymed it for him. First down, go down. I mean, he rhymed it. I mean, it was even a rhyme in there. <laughs> Hand down, man down. <laughs> Hand down, Hand man, down. down man down. Uh, but no. they played the audio. I mean, that's what, that's yeah, what he said. That's what he said. But it, it was it was hilarious to see 
the Lions defenders celebrating the touchdown because they knew they had a, t- a yeah. chance. They wanted him to score a touchdown. And he accidentally, you accidentally score a touchdown and you lose the game. That is terrible. Who does that? Yeah, I mean, Only it, the Falcons. Yeah, and with good measure at the end, before they broke huddle, you know, Ryan said, remember, don't score. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to call Ty Gurley a knucklehead or whatever, but I, I don't understand how he got that close to the goal line before he realized that he wasn't supposed and he, to, and he, he sort fell of with the, and he fell he, with the ball. And actually, he could have put the ball in his right hand and just held it out because uh, your body doesn't matter. The ball, exactly. Ex- I mean, he I could have put the ball in his right hand and also, dropped the ball. So um, it was some. Um, I mean, that, that pass uh, at the end of the game from Matthew Stafford. I can't remember who the receiver was. That catch that he made at the end of the game. Um, where it, you know, they called it incomplete on the field. They reviewed it and it was a catch. I mean, what a beautiful what, catch. What a great catch that was. And then with three seconds left or whatever it was in the game, you know, they tied it up and then the extra point to win the game. But I feel so, I just feel, I mean, I don't know if there's been that was, as that many was jerseys. I don't know if there's been as many jerseys burned in the last four weeks in Atlanta <laughs> than any time before in history. But I mean, that was, they, but if, but they don't have to do anything else after the first down. Yeah. The game is over if you score the first down. Yeah. This isn't the Seahawks deciding to run the ball three times with Chris mm-hmm. Carson for no mm-hmm. good reason. This, I mean, all they had to do, all Garley had to do when he when he reached the first down marker was fall down. <laughs> he literally just had to stop, look to the left or look to the right, find the first down marker, and fall on the ground. That's it. And and he was reminded, like sometimes you know me as a as an observer, I think how are the coaches so ill-prepared that they don't remind the players right before the play of what they can and cannot, but more importantly, what they should not do on a particular play if a particular thing happens. But in this case, Todd Gurley was reminded, not once but twice, and still was able to not able to do it. Yeah. And, and it cost them the game. Yeah. I mean, granted, well, it's one play. It's I mean, one play. Obviously, yeah, it is one play. But, but the but defense that's what also you didn't do. step up. But man, do I feel bad for Falcons fans out there? Oh, I feel bad. I, I just, I do. This I mean, if equal- this was the Eagles, I'd be so pissed. I mean, week after week, I'd be pissed. I'd come over to this podcast and be pissed off, Ben. I just, you should be pissed. <laughs> I mean, this is like, you know, you, how long's the shot clock in the NBA? Twenty four seconds. Yeah. It's like you got a, you know, you got a one point lead, and you know the, the, the other teams decided not to foul you, and you're like, all you got to do go down is dribble out twenty four seconds. Instead, you just put a shot up with two, se- you know, with, with twenty three seconds left on the <laughs> shot clock, and you just chuck it up. Other team gets a rebound, goes down, scores two, and the game's over. That's a pretty good analogy, right? But, that, there, but that's what Todd Gurley did. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is what's his name? Uh, Sam, Sam Cassell, not realizing he only had eight seconds to get it. I mean, <laughs> he only had four more seconds to get it across midcourt. It gives the Clippers game away. Sam Cassell. Yes. Sam How Cassell. long ago was this? Uh, that, that still bothers me. Oh man! How long ago was that? That was probably uh, like nineteen ninety-one. It was ten years ago, oh, maybe. Okay. But I think it's more than ten years ago. I think Sam Cassell retired. Oh, that bothered me because there was there was you know but the, the Clippers. Yeah, they well they called a timeout. During the eight, it's eight seconds to get it across midcourt, right? Back then, it might have been ten. Uh, whatever it was, and they called a timeout. Uh, you know, during that period of time, so there was there were only I think were only four seconds left mm-hmm. to get it across half court, but Cassell had no clue. Uh, and it, instead, he just dribbled the ball, dribbled the ball. It was like six more seconds. Never got it across half court. Clippers lose playoff game. <laughs> just that's the kind of shit that just bothers the hell out of me. There's uh, some history. There yeah, well, because I used to root for the Clippers because I, I I held out hope that they had a chance. Oh my god! But the Lions are competitive. I mean, the Lions are they're competitive. competitive. I I mean, obviously they don't have a uh, a chance in division. Oh, I'm not sure if Chicago's going to finish up season, but um, they are competitive. But as far as making the playoffs, I don't see it happening. 
Uh, probably not, but 500. Yeah. I'll give it to him because it's been a, it's been a long time. I think it's in the line for 500 at this point in the season. Oh, look at the next game. Ah, oh, the game of the week for you. The triple Tums game. The Pittsburgh Steelers hold on 27 to 24 at Tennessee on a missed field goal at the end of the game by Steven Guskowski. Uh, Steelers go to six and oh, Tennessee Titans get their first loss. Five and one. Friday, what say you? What do you say, Ben? This is your. I say we played like shit in the second half. You did, but you won. It doesn't matter as long as you get the W. And you had a fairly large lead in this game. 17 points. And from those text messages coming through on Viber, you were not very happy. (laughs) Well, you didn't say fire Mike Tomlin this time around, but. No, but at the beginning of this game, and we opened the game with a nine minute and 32 second drive. And score a touchdown. First opening drive touchdown for the Steelers in, I think, the entire season, if not going into last season. Uh, so I'm like, okay, we sucked up this entire quarter. I think the Titans had the ball for like two minutes or less in the entire uh, first half of this game. We're up by 17 at halftime. I'm like, you know, all we got to do is score a couple touchdowns, let the defense do what the defense do, and we're going <laughs> to win this game. But let we them do what they do. We, well, we couldn't manage <laughs> we'll play to, to do that to play better defense. I know Devin Bush is not there, uh, and and T- Tannehill's going to do what he's going to do. Uh, ben Roethlisberger throws three touch three interceptions in the game. Uh, he's thirty two of forty nine for two hundred sixty eight yards, two touchdowns, and three count them three interceptions. Two of them, one was you know essentially a punt. The other was deflected pass. So I'll give him that. But that one that one turnover was a problem. That one turnover was a problem. Uh, Benny Snell. With a touchdown on the ground, Deontay Johnson shows up big with two touchdowns through the air. Ryan Tannehill, again, 18 of 30, 220 yards and two. Count them. Two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, of course. But he was bottled up in this game. He was. I think he had two yards in the first half. Something like two or four yards in the first half of this game. Yeah, I was kind of like jumping back and forth. You know, between between this game and some of the other games going on, so I can be prepared for the podcast, Ben. But uh, yeah, if you're gonna carry the podcast next week because with the painters here, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> what on the computer, it's gonna what be happened? hard to like go from game to game to game to game. Uh, but AJ Brown playing, he played a good game again. Six catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis with a touchdown through the air. Uh, but the Steelers, I mean, obviously I'm happy. We held on. Ben Roethlisberger's face at the end when Guskowski mixed missed that touchdown. Tells you all you need to know about this game. He was one for two in field goals. Uh, and if it wasn't for Tannehill's ridiculous decision to take that intentional grounding call on that last drive of the game, the Steelers probably, well, we don't know what will happen, you know, if they would have went down the field and potentially scored a touchdown. But they definitely would have tied the game there. Clock was getting low. Uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, 6-0. and oh, I'm happy, obviously. Well, but what happened in man, this? I'm we gave up and, and I'm happy. We scored three points in the second half of this game and gave up 17. That's a problem. I mean, the Tennessee Titans are a, a very good football team. I mean, they're going to be a contender in the AFC. I mean, they went to the AFC Championship game, obviously, last year. So, you know, to have a huge lead like that and have them come back, it's not a huge disappointment. I mean, they are going to be a, con- a contender there for you guys, Ben. Their so. defense isn't very good, and we can only re- we can only manage three points in the second half well, from game manager well, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, wait, who said that again? It's it was a, on around the, the NFL around podcast. The NFL C- it was CBS? Is that CBS? Uh, no, it's the NFL Network. Oh, Jesus. Who, who, who says from that? Culverson. Who says that? 
Who says he's a game manager? And they didn't. The guy and had they, two five thousand. And they didn't season. abuse him. Oh jeez. On the podcast, I mean, <laughs> that's why this podcast is. I mean, it's eh, it's it's not the greatest podcast, <laughs> but at least they get they get through the games pretty fast. They have a bunch of guys on the show. They have a woman on the show who can absorb their sexist comments when they come out, <laughs> and they don't realize even realize that they're making sexist comments. Uh, but the Steelers, uh, I would have liked to have seen them, you know, beat them, dude, thirty-five bam, to twenty-four. We lost to the football team. We lost to the football team earlier this <laughs> well, you year. Got, you, you we beat, lost. We lost to a football team. You beat an undefeated. You beat an undefeated AFC foe, and we lost to one of the worst teams in the NFC. I mean, but you on. almost beat the Ravens. Well, almost is not good enough. It's still an L. So you were closer than the Titans were here. Well, by a point. By yeah. But yeah, I'm happy the Steelers are are 27 or uh, six and 0. I'm happy they beat the Titans. Uh, going into the game against the Ravens, certainly I would not have wanted to go into that game with a loss. Going into Baltimore to play that game, uh, so kudos to the Steelers for being able to hold on here. But the defense has to play a little bit better, especially in the second half of this upcoming game. Uh, next up, this game. Oh, let me play a little bit of a highlight. Got to play a highlight from that Steeler game. Second and goal. Give it to Snell. To the corner. Untouched. Touchdown, Steelers. And that's the way it should have been the entire game. Untouched into the end zone with that offensive line. That's the way that entire game should have gone. Uh, next up. Well, Ben, do you think... The Steelers will win the division. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk. I more. still, I still think they're going to go fourteen and two. Week, week. Okay. I mean, they're well. They're on their way. They're well on their way, actually. I mean, not undefeated, but I, I mean, the next game I think was one of the it. games I chose as a loss. But I don't even know. Have Have the Steelers ever been six and zero? Uh, this one I think we go back to seventy eight. All right. This and I think they the last, won the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. They did. That is true. That is true. Uh, next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers just oh, yeah. put an ass yeah. whooping. This was this was a on the Vegas Raiders, forty-five to twenty. Tampa Bay goes to five and two. Raiders go to three and three. Friday, what say you? Not much to say. Tampa Bay, they're looking good right now. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm I'm really shocked the way the, the you know the Raiders played a few weeks ago they against beat- Kansas City. I mean, you know, possibly the best team in the league, and they beat them. They turn around. Play the Bucks a few weeks later and get completely dismantled. But somebody's back. <laughs> Gronk. Should be huge for the Raiders to get a stop. Brady, deep shot. To the end zone for Miller, and it is caught for a touchdown. That was like a 60-yard bomb to the front corner of the end zone by Tom Brady. A beautiful pass. As good as any quarterback out there in the league doing it right now, I think the the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC right now with the weapons they've got and the Amazon packages that they have coming. <laughs> this team is as good as it gets. And this is what we thought they were going to be. No, obviously, this is what we thought they would be. It was a little bit of a slow start, but they definitely are picking up. But like you said, Ben, I mean, they have some crazy offensive weapons on this team. And you have Antonio Brown, one of your favorite players, <sighs> making a comeback. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady didn't get the five touchdowns this week. Pretty disappointing. Uh, 33 of 45 for 369 yards and four. Count them, four touchdowns. Ronald Jones with a touchdown on the ground. Tom Brady, another quarterback sneak. This week, Scotty Miller with a touchdown. Chris Godwin with a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski with a touchdown. Tyler Johnson with a touchdown. And the Raiders, poor Derek Carr, 24 of 36 for 284 yards and two. Count them, two touchdowns, one 
interception, but he did have a touchdown again to Nelson Aguilar. Darren <laughs> Waller with a touchdown. Thanks for rubbing that in, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. But do you think, you know, do you think the Bucks are as good as it gets? I mean, I know you think that the Packers are the best team in the NFC. I, well, but with the weapons they got, the, the week before, the, I mean, the Bucks murdered the Packers. Yeah. So it wasn't even close in that game. Well, look at it. Scott, I mean, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans. I, I'm all, I mean, Seattle is also up there in the NFC. The defense. Uh, yeah, I know, but I mean, Russell Wilson, number two quarterback in the league. Right number, one, number one, number <laughs> one. Maybe not after the three interception yeah, display, they, I mean, but he doesn't they, do that very often. They they also look fairly impressive. I mean, obviously, you know, this 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 last game they lost, but I mean, you know, I, the Seahawks, you're not giving your wife's team enough credit. Uh, only because that they defense, have a better record. That defense they is have horrific. A, but they have a better record also. Yeah, but I mean, Brady had a little hit of gel. I don't know. You know, he couldn't cheat and, and get into everybody's house in Tampa. <laughs> Some guys, he actually had to wait for them to get in the camp uh, to start gelling with them. But this this embarrassment of riches, I mean, getting Leonard Fournette, who, you know, whatever it was, 1,500 yards from scrimmage last year for Jacksonville. I mean, what he can do for this team, he had 47 yards on six receptions through the air, 50 yards on 11 carries on the ground. This team is stacked from yeah. with talent. Yeah. yeah so let's are. not put it all on Tom Brady. This team no, has got talent coming out of their ears. And a great coach. And they got a great coach. And he was hugging Tom Brady on the <laughs> sideline. I love you, man. Oh, my God. But here's another blowout. The Chiefs, 43 to 16, the yeah, hapless not Broncos. Not much to talk about in this one. Ugh. Yeah, there's not much going. Patrick Mahomes is still, and, but Patrick Mahomes still has not had a, a significant, you know, what we would call a Patrick Mahomes type of game where he throws for five touchdowns, runs for, you know, 60 or 70 yards. He still hasn't let himself out of the bottle yet. And this team is sitting at six and one, and he still hasn't really got completely in gear yet. That's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the Broncos? Two and four. Yeah, they're two and somebody, four, but Drew Locke. Somebody said Justin Herbert. Somebody said these other guys. <laughs> Drew Locke might not be that good. And he's not looking good. He's not looking good out there. Um, he's what do you mean? 24 for 40 and two, two interceptions and no yeah. touchdown? Is that no, a bad yeah. game? That's a bad game. That's a bad game. Yeah. yeah That's I a mean, bad game. I mean, he's not. I mean, he hasn't performed well at all this, this season. Yeah. Did you ever play that game when you were like a kid with like your cousins where you like try to tie people up with rope? I don't or know. Like, what you, I don't and, know what see, you're talking about. And see like how long it takes how the how long it how long it takes your your you know your friend or your cousin to get away from the rope. Not sure what kind of disgusting games you play <laughs> well, when you're like. It wasn't kidnapped. a sexual thing. It was just like you tie <laughs> no, him up and see. Know. Like you, you probably have a dead friend that's still trying to no, get out of it. No, 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 no. Like to see like, you know, you try to tie him up and see how long it takes him to get out of it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what they need to do with John Elway the next time there's an opportunity to draft a quarterback. <laughs> put him in a closet. Tie him up and put him on the hood of a car, you know, send him off to a storage unit. But this guy is not capable. I mean, it's which is odd for a quarterback to be this poor at identifying quarterback talent. I mean, he's going to go on no, that looked, little carousel of quarterbacks. Drew Locke looked good at the end of last season, but this season you can tell he's he's not the quarterback of the future for this team. But he thinks quite highly of himself. So I guess yeah. at least he's halfway there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, John Elway should not be allowed to draft quarterbacks. Uh, next up, the Chargers get a win. Yeah, they got a win. The and Chargers get a win behind Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. And Ben, if somehow the Steelers could have moved up to get this guy, he'd be sitting there with Mason Rudolph, and <laughs> chilling on the sideline. I mean, this is definitely the quarterback of the future for the Chargers. You know, Drew Lock is not for the no. <laughs> for the Broncos, but uh, Herbert looks 
he looks him and Joe uh, and um, uh, Joe uh, what's Burrow. His Burrow. Uh, I mean, they they are both fantastic yeah. picks for their for their organizations. I mean, both these guys are going to have a great future in the NFL, and he's been very impressive. And and he didn't even start the season. I can't I believe it. And he deserves a win. The guy, the kid, deserves another win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he deserved this game. Uh, Jaguars fall to one and six. Uh, Chargers go to two and four, 29 to 39 at SoFi. Uh, Minshew allegedly playing with two or three broken ba- bones in his hand, allegedly throws two touchdowns, but Justin Herbert, 347 yards, 27 to 43 passing, and three, count them, three touchdowns in the game. And he added a touchdown on the ground as well. I uh, had to get a little bit of oxy for the pimples on his face because that's how <laughs> young this guy is. <laughs> And Jason or Jalen Guaitan with a touchdown. He's pretty fast. Yeah. He's pretty fast for a big guy. But I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in the Rams long term under Jared Goff, but I do think at least in our hometown here or in our town where we live in Los Angeles, the Chargers have a future with this kid. Yeah. It's not going to be this year. I could, I could, I mean, obviously I'm an Eagles fan, but I could get behind the Chargers a little more easily than I can get behind the Rams. I don't know because yeah, it's, I just don't, it's, it's I not the NFC really... West, you know. Because Sonya is such a huge Seahawks fan, I can't root for them. I can't root for the Rams, but you know, for the Chargers, I wish them well. Yeah, and they got a quarterback, so I mean, they're they're you know a significant percentage of the way there. Uh, next up, ooh, complete ass beating, an ass beatdown. San Francisco thirty three, New England six. See, that's a game manager, right? There. Yeah, Niners go to four and three. Patriots fall to two and four. Friday would say, um. I mean that Niners defense looks pretty good. Even with after all of the injuries that they've sustained this season, they still look good. Yeah, and they lost some big players yeah. on defense. Yeah, and they. But I mean, I got to give Shanahan credit. A little bit of a game audio here. Running some time. Thirty-six seconds. Now here's the deep, deep ball that's over the head of his receiver and picked off. It's Mosley. How big a return can he put on it? He's going to reverse field. He's got some space over here. That was beautiful. He's got a chance to get them set up for something before the half with 15 seconds. That was awesome. That was, to me, the the game and the Patriots in a nutshell this year. Not only did Cam completely overthrow his receiver, but the offensive players on the field couldn't even get the guy on the ground, giving up a 40-yard return after the after the interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, this this team is in complete disarray, and I don't know how Shanahan's been able to get this defense playing as well as it has. The offense, this game, they win thirty three to six. That's uh, pretty amazing. Garoppolo, two interceptions in the game, zero touchdowns, mm-hmm. and they still win thirty three to six. And they still win thirty three to six. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson, Jeffrey who? Jeffrey Wilson. You know, <laughs> I have a Wilson jersey. Oh yeah, I mean he—he he was like he was a big Walter Payton fan. Wilson, yeah, Wilson. <laughs> Thirty, but three touchdowns for, I guess Jeffrey Wilson. I never heard of him. I mean, not during the game, but Kyle Juszczyk. Is he got to be Eastern European? With it? that's a lot of consonants right that, there. He's definitely Polish. That is one, two, three, four, five, six consonants in a row. <laughs> he's he's a Slav. <laughs> wow, sure. but that—that's one. That is six consonants in a row. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, but he had a touch. I mean, he's he's actually I like him. He's one of my favorite players in the league in terms of from the from the fullback position. Uh, mm-hmm. but obviously no touchdowns through the air. But the defense in this game with one, two, three, four interceptions. Uh, 
I mean, the Patriots are in a rough way. 49ers at four and three hanging in there in the NFC West against a tough, tough, I mean, a tough division with Arizona and Seattle up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, they're four and three, what, five and two for the, for Arizona and what, five and one right now for, for the Seahawks, Seattle. right? Yeah. So, I mean, they still, they can make a move in this division. Yeah. And I, I expected them to, <clears throat> Honestly, I did. I mean, after the loss last I mean, week, you're wearing that that San Francisco red right now, man. I mean, it looks like you might be a Niners fan. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely not. That's one of your muscle shirts. I you got like a six pack of muscle yeah, shirts yeah, yeah. in there. This just happened. To, this was yeah. in the rotation. Uh, but I thought the Niners I actually. We'll see you next week. I didn't think the Niners. <laughs> I was look forward. Probably gray or or red. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but no, uh, green. I haven't seen green yet. Yeah, get get a green one. Yeah, midnight uh, green. Midnight green. Uh, but yeah, I thought the Niners were going to fold up shop. Uh, yeah, so did I. So I did, did I. I. I really did think that they were going to struggle. Maybe look towards, uh, you know, drafting whatever. But no, they still have a. They still have a shot if their defense continues to play that well. They have a shot. But the game of the week coming up that was a crazy one. This was a crazy. It's always game. a crazy one with the Seahawks, though. Definitely not a happy evening in the house for <laughs> me and my wife. The Seattle Seahawks fall in overtime to the Cardinals, thirty-seven to thirty-four. What a game. Mm-hmm. This game obviously illustrated how terrible the Seattle Seahawks defense is and how good Kyler Murray can be, mm-hmm. especially when given time to make decisions in the pocket. Friday, yeah. what do you think about the Cardinals just putting a dagger in the heart of no, the division was, rival? This was a crazy game, and I was afraid to text back. <laughs> I was really afraid to say anything during this game um, because I expected the Seahawks just pull it out at the end of the game, like they usually do. But this time, it was the Arizona Cardinals that Well, they could have twice. They one, could have. They could once have. Once at the end of the game, almost in regulation, and once in overtime. But that interception, I you know, that's not something that you expect from Russell Wilson. That's that 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 was inexplicable, Ben. That was an I mean, I don't know. It's it was like it was a telegraphed pass almost. Yeah. And, and 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 he doesn't do those kinds of things. And you don't expect. I think he that was from, tired. I, I'm not sure what it was, but I was shocked by that. He looked and tired to me. Afraid to text Sonya anything. Yeah. At that point. And not only I mean, but it was a typical Seahawks game, right? Yeah. Of course. Not only did it get but tied, win. not only did it get tied in overtime. The the last drive to win the game came with a minute to go. Yeah, in overtime, mm-hmm. so they couldn't even. It would. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this. Yeah, game. but the three interceptions, but running the ball with Chris Carson mm-hmm. at the end of regulation, when all they have to do is pick up a first down and yep. salt the game away. Yep, I thought was you threw the ball all fucking game long. Yeah, well, fifty attempts. You threw the ball all fucking game long, and you you're you're Pete Carroll and you're you're. You've already given up however many points you gave up in the game. And your plan for that last drive, I think it was like a minute and a half to go in the game or a minute 45 seconds to go in the game if they pick up that first down. Mm-hmm. Carl's either with one timeout or, or, or no timeouts. And the plan there is to not try to pick up the first down with Russell Wilson after mm-hmm. throwing the ball all fucking game. Yeah. You saw what the defense was able to do. Why would you Nothing. expect the defense to hold Kyler Murray down? They put up, what did they put up? Uh, 10 points. In the fourth quarter, what was what was the basis for your belief mm-hmm. that the defense was going to stop Kyler Murray in that last minute of the game? Yep. What do you think? No, I mean, I, mean I, I, I was shocked. I was surprised. I mean, I couldn't really, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, I mean, the Seahawks always seem to pull it out at the end of the game, and this time it just didn't happen. You know, but that let's talk about that DK Metcalf play though. Oh, that, that was. Do we have that was do we in have audio for that? Same. 
That was one of the best plays I've seen. Connected on with six different receivers, and this time he lost one and is picked off at the goal line. That's Buda Baker. Buda Baker out of the Can Metcalf track him down? Can he chase him down? And he does to save a touchdown. But what a play by Baker. Look at what happens. They're all right there. They come snap to the line of scrimmage to try and get it off quickly so that he got confused on the defense. That was insane. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, that's probably one of the best plays I've seen in, in a decade. Just the way, I mean, once the interception was made, I mean, he had the mindset of just going after that yeah, guy. Not a minute, not a second. Flinch. Not a second. He was full speed. Yeah. Right as soon as it was intercepted, and he just ran by everybody, and he just made it a goal to drag down Buda Baker. And Buda Baker, also amazing defensive player too. Yeah, twenty but, miles an hour to twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, for a big guy to move the way he did, you know, usually the little guys are speedsters, but for a big guy like DK I mean, Metcalf, he, it, it looked like. It was like Usain Bolt. Looked like little brother, big brother. Like <laughs> playing in the like playing the JV memes, versus varsity. The memes to come out of yeah. that were some of the best I've ever seen. Oh my god. I mean that was why did I, wait this long, man? I don't know why anybody waited that long to pick up this guy. And that was the most depressing part of this game for me. To waste that play. <laughs> a, I mean a play that I we probably won't see another play like that for another, you know, fifteen or 20 years, maybe. I mean, to, to Franny's point, he didn't hesitate. He didn't hang his head. You know, oh, fuck, he got yeah, picked off. No. The second that Buda Baker picked that ball off, I'm he was gone. Guy. I'm going to get this guy. And 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 not only did he get him, but the defense inexplicably, as Franny would say, held them in that situation and did not allow a touchdown mm-hmm. from whatever it was, the six or seven yard yeah, line. The defense that, stood up. Yep, they did. They and didn't score. paid off that play. But unfortunately, they lost. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Seattle's defense. I, I mean, I, I I like the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are well coached. I think they have a very good quarterback. I think they've got a lot of talent on defense, especially in the secondary. I think they got some nice receivers. Obviously, they got DeAndre Hopkins out there. Their running game is not terrible. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a solid, solid running back. Uh, but Seattle has got to figure out something yeah. on with the, to do with this defense. Mm-hmm. This defense, you can't win a Super Bowl with this defense. I don't care how many points you could score. You are going to make mistakes on offense and you cannot win a Super Bowl with yeah. this defense. So Ken Norton's got to figure something out, but this has been, I mean, just watching those guys get stood up, play 50 dropbacks and not a single hit on a quarterback in a pocket. That is, I, I just don't even know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened before in in modern football. Uh, they've got to do something with the defense. And the, and the trading deadlines on the third, they picked up uh, Carlos Dunlap. But this 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 scares me, because without even the Bucks got more talent on offense and they got a better defense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Seattle's got a better quarterback. But with the talent they've got with the with those guys in Tampa, it's going to be tough for. And it would break my heart for Seattle to miss an opportunity to get the Super Bowl because their defense sucks. Anything else to add? Oh, about? no, sorry. I was just looking at Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just getting through this game with Sonya. She was actually, I, she handled it better than I expected. Really? Because she, she, uh, it seems like she was still pissed off tonight. Yeah. Well, her, yeah. New, her new thing is to expect to lose going into the game <laughs> against all division opponents. Well, if you're in the NFC East, you expect to lose every game. Yeah. Well, that's, the, <laughs> that is true. Uh, but the, the, we got the Bears, the Rams, poor Nick Foles. 
Uh, Bears lose to the Rams in SoFi. Yeah, not much. Twenty-four to ten. Nick Foles' magic is gone. Two interceptions on two hundred sixty-one yards. Nothing else to speak of in that game. Uh, but the last game of the week, the Falcons get a little retribution. Division game against the Carolina Panthers, twenty-five to seventeen. Falcons get a win. Arthur Blank sporting the beautiful red sport jacket on the sideline. Carolina goes to three and five. Atlanta goes to two and six. But at least they hold on to win. They almost gave it away <laughs> in that last drive of the game. Interception by the Falcons on that last drive. They almost gave it away. Uh, and that's why I tuned in. I actually didn't watch the first two quarters of this yeah, game. I didn't really catch too much of this game at all. I mean, I, obviously, I was just kind of, you know, watching bits and pieces here and there. But whenever I see the Falcons go up, I'm always a little nervous for the Falcons and the Falcons fans out there. Well, that's what I told Science. Like, I got to watch the, the fourth yeah. quarter of this game. They might I got to watch the fourth quarter they of this game. They might fuck up again. And what do you know? At fourth quarter of the game, Teddy Bridgewater gets the ball with a chance to go down the field and either tie the game. And luckily, you know, they still would have had to get the two-point conversion. But, you know, if not yeah. for that interception. But what did I mean, Falcons are two and six right now. They could be six and two right now. I mean, they could easily be six yeah. and two. Absolutely. Yeah. At least five and two. Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah. At least they, three, the three games uh, they, they lost. They could potentially after, be at the leads. top of this division right now if they didn't screw up so many times. Yeah, but at least, you know, Raheem Morris got two wins under his belt here. Yeah. Zero for Dan Quinn. <laughs> so at least they're going in the right. Yeah, and they held on. I mean, yeah. if Todd Gurley doesn't, I mean, they, they did everything right except for that last, Yeah, you know, that last drive. Uh, but I think that the Falcons, never thought I'd say this, but I was rooting for the Falcons in this game just because I feel bad for the players, the owners, and the fans. Mm-hmm. Or the owner and the fans. Uh, but I think it's the last game of the that's, week. That's Friday. the last one right there. All right. You want to take a quick break? Let's take a quick break before we recap. Or not recap, but <laughs> make our picks for week eight. All right. Hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our week eight picks. Yeah, Ben, can you believe it? I can't believe it. I mean, actually, week eight. Halfway through the season. It's crazy. I mean, time is just like flying by. Bang, 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 bang. bang. It's weird because it is. I mean, maybe it's because we're home all the time. I'm home all the time. I think that's what it is. But it's just, it's really shocking how fast this season is going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about teams being out of the playoffs potentially already mm-hmm. if they lose a well, game this week. I think the Jets are out of the playoffs. Well, it's yeah. Safe, if only, if only they played in the NFC East. Yeah, man, they, they'd still have a shot at winning the division. They Actually, they would. <laughs> they would. At 0-7, they're like, well, sad. the that Jets so can only sad. win six games. <laughs> they could potentially win six out of the next eight. <laughs> uh, first up. Vikings at Packers. Division matchup, even though the Vikings suck. Yeah, uh, Packers. So I'm going to choose the Packers in this one. Shocker. You know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, Ben. And, uh, the, and the Vikings have been very disappointing. They've been disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Houston has been disappointing. Atlanta has been extremely disappointing. Uh, you know, the Vikings are just one of those teams. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that they're sitting at the record they have right now, but I'm uh, the Packers all the way. Yeah, yeah. You want Yannick Ngakwe? Oh, uh, <laughs> hot potato. You take him. I don't want him. <laughs> Trade him away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Vikings are really disappointing. They're going to have to move on from Kirk Cousins after this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers in that game by a long, long way. Uh, big, next big up, fire burning right there, Ben. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, so a little bit. We, uh, as Franny mentioned earlier in the show, we 
we record this podcast outside every single week where podcasts should be recorded and football should be played. And we do this rain, shine, whatever the case may be, but we always have a nice little fire burning in the background, mm-hmm. a little ambiance, yeah. uh, trying to re you know recreate that tailgating experience. We've got drinks on the table. We got a fire in the background. It's tailgating on yeah, Thurston Gold Podcast. Jump on the table, Ben. Makes you know, like like the Buffalo Bills fans do when they just uh, jump off of their uh, motorhomes onto motorhomes onto a table. Yeah. Oh god, Buffalo yeah, like Bills. WWE style. Yeah, they're WWF, the best. whatever it is. I don't even know what that is anymore. I think it's WW. I think it's E now. I don't even know what the heck it is anymore. There was a lawsuit, I think, from the World Wildlife Fund. (laughs) I think that's what happened. Always Uh, somebody looking to sue somebody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Next up, Titans at Bengals. This is actually a game that could be a competitive Mm, game. It could be competitive early on, but I see the Titans winning this one. (sighs) I'm going to take the Bengals. Wow, I think the I think the Titans' defense was exposed last week against Steelers. Wow, all right. I think if Zach Taylor re- watches crazy. that tape a little carefully, crazy. You're a little crazy. I think the Bengals they're playing at home, yeah, in the great state of Ohio. I think the Bengals are going to win this game ever so slightly, one to three points. I don't agree with you. I know you don't. Uh, next up, Jets. Gonna say, what are you going to say about this when the Chiefs are going to lose this one? No. God, no. <laughs> Maybe last year when I still had hope for the Jets yeah. being a franchise that wasn't relegated. Uh, sorry, I learned that soccer term. Now I use it all yeah. too often. Jets at Chiefs. Chiefs, come yeah. on. Chiefs by. I don't think it's going to be even close. I it's, think the line in this game is like, 19 and a half. I was going to say 21. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not shocked. Uh, that might be the biggest line I can <laughs> remember in a long time. Uh, a lot of people thought that the line should be somewhere between 21, as you said, and yeah. 24. But mm-hmm. I think Vegas was a little bit leery of pushing Generous. it because they wouldn't they wouldn't get any bets at all yeah. if it went to 24 on the Chiefs. Uh, next up, Colts at Lions, another game that could be a game. I mean, this this one should be interesting. There, I, I would say both these teams are on the same level right now. You know, I, yeah, I, 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 it's a 50-50 game. It's almost like a toss up. Uh, Colts this, defense this is, is a, not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's it it's early. it's pretty average. It is good. It was good early. Um, but yeah, this is a. T- I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say Lions in this one. They're playing at home. I think they're just maybe slightly better. Uh, I think the Lions are slightly better, but I'm gonna take the Colts mm-hmm. because they're pl- because the Lions are the Lions. It, it if it were any other team with the same talent, I like Matthew Stafford a lot. I just think the Colts are going to win this game because because they're a better they're better franchise and are better coached. But I agree with Friday that they're very evenly matched. Oh my God! Next game, Steelers at Ravens, ten o'clock a.m. Eastern or Pacific Standard Time, or is it Pacific? I don't know. Is it Standard Time or is it Pacific Daylight Time tomorrow? Is it PDT or I'm PST? Well, I've, I think we're moving into PDT. Is it? I have no idea. <laughs> I think is that even is that even right? Is it daylight time? Either even, way, I don't even know. Ten o'clock Whatever on the West Coast. Yeah, ten o'clock over here on the West Coast. Who you got in this one, Franny? Oh, be honest. Fuck I, the Ravens. Fuck the Ravens. Oh, is that a shot right oh, there? That probably, is yeah. a shot yeah. right there, Ben. That's fair. I, and I don't blame you. I would say the same exact thing. We got the Cowboys and Eagles coming up uh, as well on the docket, um, but. I am going to say the Steelers, Ben. I think the Steelers will pull this one off. Really? Yeah. And go. And we're going to have another spicy shot next week. 
as long as the Steelers stay undefeated, we're going to make bench shots. The only the only edge I would give to the Ravens in this game is the fact that they're playing at home. There'll be a smattering, a spattering of fans in the stands for this one. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the, honestly, Lamar Jackson has not played as well this year as he played last year. But the Ravens defense is playing outstanding. Steelers running game is sure. everything, or the Ravens running game is everything. That shot is a little bit larger than I expected it to be. You mean it's, it's exactly as large as you intended it to be? No, I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was that big until I, you know, finished pouring the shot. I don't know if I believe Mine's, that. I'm still taking a small one. All you know, right. about, you know, half of yours, pretty All much. Right. You know, Here we so go. They, you know, so, like you said, Ben, fuck the Ravens. Fuck the Ravens. Fuck Here we the go. Ravens and, and the Steelers, they had a little bit of difficulty last week with the Titans, but they pulled it off. I'm not sure if the Ravens are any better than the Titans. Uh, I think they're better than the Titans. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, this week. Yeah. But when the Eagles play them, they're not that good. Well, that was at the end of the game yeah, when you were only down by two. Play, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we're down by seventeen at one point, also. <laughs> That's just true. like the Titans. All right, here we go. All right, cheers. Bird dog for the birds, for the Ravens. Uh, I mean, it's all about the running game in this game. If the Steelers can can bottle up the running game, Ingram, I think, is out in this game or he's at least banged up significantly. If the Steelers can manhandle that running game, get Lamar Jackson to throw the ball more so down the field and then rely on his legs in a running game, I think the Steelers have a chance. So I'm going to take the, I think the line in this game is three and a half. I'm going to take the Steelers by less than three. I think it's going to be that close. to Ben's Benny corner. But I think it's going to be less. I think it's going to be that close. Uh, Next up, for sure. Rams at Dolphins. Say Rams, you know, to a this first game. game. Could, this game could be a game yeah, too. First game, first game. I don't expect him to win his first game, especially not against the Rams. The Rams have been pretty solid, and he has to go against Aaron Donald. So yeah, yeah. I mean, now I know point. why it took me so long to put my bets down this week. Each one of these games is a game mm-hmm. uh, so far. Uh, Dolphins at home. Tua's first game, I agree with Franny. Can't remember what the line is in this game, but I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to continue to ride a little bit of that wave. Excuse me for down rolling my, in Miami can, Beach. I'm sure everybody can hear me roll my eyes. The Rams are the not that good. They are just. I mean, I know the defense is amazing at the line level, anyway. Uh, but I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to get a win here. I think Flores is going to figure out a way to get them a win. Because Sean McVay is a terrible coach, he's not going to figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, but he does. But but he's got Jared Goff as his quarterback, and he you can't make Jared Goff into something he's not. Oh, we haven't seen Tua yet. That's true, but I did watch him in the SEC, okay. and I think he's got the talent to get them a win in this game. Yeah, he had talent in the SEC. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no. That's true. Uh, next up, Patriots at Bills. Bills. Another game that's going to be a game. Bills. Really? Bills. I'm, I'm, you know, you didn't even hesitate. I'm gonna, I'm, no I'm, hesitation. I'm betting against Bill Belichick now. You know what? I don't believe anymore. A few weeks there. <laughs> you got to believe. Nope. A few weeks you there. Know the Mets fan? Uh-huh. Oh, you got to believe. That's yeah. the Mets. Oh, is that yeah. what they... Oh, yeah. No, for a long time. <laughs> keep on believing. Yeah. 1986. Keep, keep on believing <laughs> is what it should be. It's a journey. <laughs> it's a long journey <laughs> to keep on believing. Uh, no, but Bills in this one. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots... Man, that's been, a tough I mean, they, they've been... Uh, for the last few weeks, they have been very unimpressive. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, with Cam Newton, the way he's been playing, you know, the Bills, even though they struggled uh, against the Jets last week, I still think they're going to get the win. Yeah, I'm going to go against... Uh, again. What was his name? 
What was Garcia's name? The quarterback who played in uh, Jeff San Francisco. Jeff Garcia. Oh, he played for the Eagles too. Yeah, definitely took his put, put his foot, his ankle, and his whole shin in his mouth this week. I don't know if you heard about that. No, I didn't hear about it. But his commentary after the game was that Cam Newton shouldn't dress that way. <laughs> I mean, apparently he hadn't watched the other five or six or seven people that made that comment and got crushed in the media for the man. If if I made that much money, who, I, get, I, who cares? About, I mean, I would wear ridiculous shit because I'm, I make that much money. The only reason I dress normal now is because I don't make that much money. <laughs> I'd be driving a ridiculous expensive car. Like, you know, I'd be wearing Louis Vuitton, anything or what? I mean, if, if you make that much money, who gives a shit? Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was, I mean, like, have you not watched like the, like what happened to everybody else <laughs> who's made that type of comment I over mean, the is, last few is, years? It is a little ridiculous, but you got to understand where the guy's coming from, whatever. I mean, you know, you have a ton of money. Who gives a shit yeah i don't give a shit i mean if 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 uh I mean, ryan fitzpatrick could wear whatever it was yeah. uh mcgregor yeah outfit for the dolphin i don't care what game you win for the dolphins unless it's the super bowl nothing nothing warrants wearing crazy clothes <laughs> playing for the dolphins so who cares what these yeah, guys wear it doesn't, i don't really care about that i mean i mean it's a little funny every once in a while i mean i think it's hilarious when guys get up to the podium and they're wearing some ridiculous shit yeah it's not like but, me and you yeah it's, we it's, don't have they don't yeah. have to drive out it, <laughs> To go to the store to like spend yeah, a whole day shopping. Shoppers, they have people have a, coming yeah, to them. Exactly. They have personal shoppers. They grab whatever they grab off the shelf, and not even off shelves. I mean, it's like ordered, like, you know, tailored perfect for that person. And, you know, I'd, I'd be like, go out and buy me something. You know, Tiffany, whatever your name is. I don't know who's buying it for me, but anybody. Could and be I'll, Tiffany. I'll, I'll, I'll wear whatever, uh, you know, you buy me. And looks like he's wearing whatever that person's buying, but I would do the same exact shit. Yeah. I mean, I did it at, I mean, I went to Nordstrom's one time and I was like, Oh my God, I'm buying something at Nordstrom's. <laughs> like I was like, I can't believe it. And I'm more of a rack guy. <laughs> and I was behind a, a guy who had a personal shopper. He was like, he came in from like thousand Oaks or Calabasas or something. Uh, of course. In his Land Rover. Cause it's all park out front. Took or, the valet a, out front or a, a G wagon. And, and, it, and his personal shopper was there and he just, he just held up stuff. He's like, yes, no, <laughs> no, no. Yes. Yes. No, no. Yeah. That's how it is for yeah, rich see, people. I, I, I see. I, lo- I have to look at the price. <laughs> you know, I can't. I can't, if somebody held up something, like how much does that cost, sir? <laughs> yeah, but when you have That's, Cam Newton's money, yeah, you don't you actually don't, don't go care. down to the store exactly. and look at the rack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, it's a long way of me saying I didn't want to <laughs> actually put a pick in on this game. I'll take the Bills. I, I think the Bills at home, they're gonna win this game. Yeah. Uh, Raiders at Browns. Ooh, Another is, game. This is an interesting. Man, it was hard one. to make bets this week. I, this this is another 50-50. This is a toss-up. It's like that uh, the Colts-Lions game. This one, it could go either way. I'm not sure what to expect from either team because we've seen the best and the worst from both these teams. You want to go tie the game? Ooh. Fuck that, man. You know what? We're going to go win this game. Tie. We're going to tie this <laughs> one, man. Tie. We're going to go for a tie. I'm going to tie. This one's tie. a 50-50 tie. All right. I'm calling it. You're you calling, heard it here first. All right, you're calling it a tie in a Ravens-Browns game? Yep, tie. I'll get you a bottle of Glenlivet. The Eagles will not have the only tie this year. I'll get you a bottle of Glenlivet 18. If they tie, if they tie, all right, yeah, you heard it here. That that is that is the, my bet. Next week we are drinking the 18 year Glenlivet on the show. It's a, this is the tie. I I'm not going to pick the Raiders again. <coughs> I can't. Uh, the Raiders are too hot and cold. They're too inconsistent. I feel sorry. The Derek Browns Carr. are also they are too. But I mean, the I, way they performed against the Steelers, you know, good for the Steelers. Yeah, we beat them up pretty bad. Yeah, and then the first game of the season for the Browns, they were pretty terrible as well. That's true. I just I can't I can't have faith in John Gruden. I just can't. Uh, I like Derek Carr. Sorry, you got to be stuck with this team. I'm going to take the Browns. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm going to take the Browns. I think Odell. I think uh, Odell Beckham being removed from the team is almost like uh, 
you know, you're you're you have insomnia, something's bothering you, you have anxiety. I'm waiting for the analogy. Whatever that thing that whatever that thing is that's creating your anxiety that keeps you up at night, that wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning that you mm-hmm. can't get back we to sleep. We should have a new agenda item called Ben's analogies. <laughs> Ben's, Ben's Metaphors analogies. and analogies by Ben. Uh I think that when when Beckham is on a field, May- Mayfield is constantly looking to figure out how he can get the ball to Beckham. He's looking for him constantly on the field. When he's not there, he's just playing football. And I feel like not having Beckham there, as crazy as it sounds, it shouldn't help Baker Mayfield. Mm. It wouldn't help Tom Brady. It wouldn't help Aaron Rodgers. It wouldn't help Ben Roethlisberger. It wouldn't help any of the great quarterbacks, but I think it's going to help him. Well, he's not a great quarterback. (laughs) So I think the Browns are going to win because his mind is free. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, (laughs) Friday's like, fucking stop (laughs) the metaphors and analogies for God's sakes. Next game. Chargers at Broncos. (laughs) Uh, Chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, take I'm gonna the go Chargers. Char- yeah, I'm gonna pick the Chargers in this one. I mean, the Chargers—they've. I mean, they're they're almost there. I mean, they're they're not gonna make it over the hump this year. I would give them another year, two years with Herbert. But I mean, they're 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 good enough to beat the Broncos right now. I'm really impressed with the way Justin Herbert has played, Ben Steelers. And you know, you were you were you were you know definitely right with you know. Um, with you know wanting him on the Steelers in the draft, I mean obviously you got, didn't have enough draft capital to give away to get this guy, but I see why you love this guy coming out of college yeah. so much. I mean we'd have to give up Claypool probably. Mm. That was our that was our first pick in the draft. We probably would have to given up Claypool to get high enough to get Herbert, but either way, I mean he's been. I mean, he was he was thrown into action. Yeah. basically, he was thrown yeah. into action well, I mean, when he, the doctor tried to murder Pulp Tyrod Fiction, Taylor. Pulp Fiction, his quarterback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and he, and he played well in that game, and he's he's been playing really well ever since. So I'm, I'm really impressed with this kid. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm looking forward to next season with the merry-go-round mm-hmm. with Drew Locke on one of the horses <laughs> <laughs> going around the merry-go-round next year. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers as well. Next up, Saints at Bears. They're playing at Chicago, so that's the only thing that makes this. Competitive, I think. Saints. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints yeah. as well. 49ers Ooh, at sea. This, this is a tough one. This is, is a it really? tough game. It's a tough game. At this home, is a tough in game. CenturyLink. I know, I know. It's a tough, but we saw what coming happened. Off that, coming after that loss. I know. I know, but that Niners defense still looks Ciara's very like, good. She's got the, the, we she's, talked about the Seahawks defense. She's got the room set up. She's got the incense. She's got the oils. And uh, the Halloween costume with, yeah. uh, was it Ja Rule? And yeah. Who was it? Yeah, I, I, can't I, thought, remember. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I mean, it was, it was, it was actually yeah, really... Do, it was actually a really nice costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always do a good job at Halloween. Really good. They always actually, do. the kids, too. I mean, they've been the kids in the picture yeah. with... Uh, I think one of them was like, uh, was it Spider-Man or Spawn or something? I don't know what it was, but... I mean, that's that's... That was pretty awesome. She's been a good influence on him. Uh, and hopefully well, I mean, he can... He's, I think he's a good influence on her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Gee, golly, what should he be this Halloween? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. He's like <laughs> Philip Rivers out there. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm gonna, I have to choose the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Cowboys, Eagles. Night game. Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth <sighs> and Al Michaels calling the game I of am, the week. I am hoping that the Eagles win this game. I mean, the Cowboys are completely imploding right now. I, I mean, I, ha- I mean, the Eagles are having, you know, they have Goddard coming back, so they're having a few starters coming back. Yeah, Gregor, Jalen Rogers coming Peters? back. Jason Peters, eh, Jason Peters. Um, oh, good lord, Jason. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, thanks. Look, look thank I love you. what he did in the past. Thank but he's you not for the holding same. up, keeping Khalil Mack yeah, at bay well, for an entire that's, game single handedly. It's, it's been but a few fuck years. you. It's what been, have you done for me lately? It's been three years, um, two years actually, but 
you know, they have a, a few offensive starters coming back, which is great. Um, after all the injuries, yes, special teamers coming back too, yeah, which well, could yeah, be effect. Awesome. It could impact the game. <laughs> it, it, it could impact the it game. It could. But the Cowboys have Danucci playing, so I mean, I don't know how Ben Danucci uh, is. I don't know. You got it's sauce yeah. and a cheese. <laughs> too I, much I, sauce. The Eagles they lose. Should. Too much cheese. They also lose. Eagles should win. I'm going to choose the Eagles. I'm going to. I think Danucci's going to put a little. He's going to make a California pizza with too much cheese and not enough sauce. And the Eagles are going to win. I don't like too much sauce. It's a it's a West Coast thing. On the East yeah. Coast, the reason the pizza's good is because it's, if it's the right it's more sauce, sauce, they just don't use tangy, the right sauce out here. It's it's spicy. It's got a nice paste to it. I've been, I've been, I have to go. And out here, they just put they like more cheese, more cheese. People would like it. Just put more cheese. Mozzarella. On it. I want more mozzarella. Yeah, it's like and then the sauce is like buried under a half inch <laughs> of cheese. I'm like, the sauce is the flavor. <laughs> okay, next up. Oh wait, who did I pick? Oh yeah, Eagle. Uh, next up, last game of the week, Monday. Well, I guess we can pick Thursday, Thursday game. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers at Giants. Okay, Bucks. That's an easy one. Uh, well, they should beat them forty to seventeen. Yeah, I think so. Forty to seven. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is forty to thirteen. He's no Drew Locke, but he's not that much better. Forty to thirteen. Uh, yeah, definitely the Bucks. Uh, next up, ooh, this is Thursday night. This is an interesting. This one. is a game that could be a game. This is actually a good Packers Thursday night game. At Niners, this is a good finally. Night game. I mean, it's not the. The Bengals versus the Dolphins? Yeah, no, exactly. Or the the, the, or the Panthers the versus, versus the Dolphins. Falcons, which seems like a good game until you're like, oh, no, that's yeah, not a good game. Great. Um, Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Least surprising thing of the <laughs> evening. Frane taking the Packers. Uh, I'm going to take the Niners in this game. Thursday night, short rest. Aaron Rodgers at his age. I think the Niners can scheme something up here. In fact, I think Shanahan's already thinking about this game, past the game he's got to play this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Niners are going to win this game. All right. All right. I don't and the, I mean, these, but there's some nice games. I mean, they're not a lot of great games, but there's yeah, a lot of games that are hard to there, pick. There's a lot of hard picks in this one. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. Your Steelers, my Eagles, sign the Seahawks. Oh, the thirst and goal tag team news. We're going to start with the Eagles. Because we go worst to first yeah, here they are on the, the worst. <laughs> They're the worst of the best right now, or the best, of the, or the best of the worst in that division. But we got some good news, as we mentioned earlier. The Philadelphia Eagles activated Dallas Goddard's 21-day practice window, and he will start this week. He will return as soon as this week's game against the Dallas Cowboys, in theory. But a recent report indicates a post-buy activation is more likely, but we learned that that is not the case. Mike Garofalo adds that Dallas Goddard is expected to return after the Eagles' Week 9 bye, but he's going to return this week. The third-year player hasn't suited up since suffering a very small fracture in his ankle in back in Week Three, Goddard is eligible to be activated from the injured reserve so the Eagles can open his practice window whenever he's ready to participate, and that is this week. Frowning, Goddard is coming back. Zachers on the trading block. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, or he would have been lo- he would have been gone before the third if he didn't get I injured. Don't ag- I do not agree with that either. Um, but you know, Dallas Goddard, good to have him back. Another uh, actual tight ends name that we know on the team. You know, Rogers. And, and he who can else. take a punch. Who, who was that other guy? It was like Crow or something. I, I have no idea who that guy was. That were I, I, it was some tight end that caught a pass that a touchdown. Crowell. I can't, I, remember, I can't remember his name. I, I don't. I, I mean, these guys are you know practice squad guys and and. Uh, it's just nice to have a familiar name back on the field. I mean, Goddard, decent blocker, and he's got decent hands, although he's had some fumbling issues in the past, but great to have him back. Yeah. Goddard's return is? Fantastic. Fantastic for sure. Uh, but what say you about Zach Ertz being shopped 
really real. That's why I wanted to throw this on the agenda because he was shopped heavily. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not in, sure if the IR feel, prevents him from being traded you entirely. Know how I feel about Eagles tight end spend, <laughs> but he, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. If, I mean, I, I heard it both ways. You know, is there there's a rule that prevents him from being traded, but also that there's not. If he wasn't on IR, he'd probably be gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, how does that make you feel? Like Ertz would probably be gone I'm, if he I'm, wasn't I, hurt. I wouldn't get. I mean, you know, if you want to shop Alshon, he's going to cost a shit ton of money. Go ahead and get rid of Alshon Jeffrey if you need to. If he's a headache, if he's a you know a cancer in the locker room, like they've said many times, I'm not sure that's he's just on the a trading rumor, block. Possibly. Gonna, there's some there's some teams but out there looking for him. There are, there are. I mean, you know, I definitely want him back as well. It's another weapon on the field, but uh, you know, I, I I think Ertz should start his career as an Eagle and finish as an Eagle. He's done a lot for that team. He still has great hands. He's not the greatest blocker. He's not the the greatest yak guy out there, but you know, well, like I, he has he has a uh, you know he has a sweet spot in my heart. And he does. I mean, I, I've never I've never in my entire you know lifetime of watching football ever encountered a tight end who loses yards after the catch in the aggregate. The first time I ever saw it was with Zach Ertz, <laughs> but he does have great hands in terms yeah, of does. bringing down the the passes. We learned as a Steeler fan last week why Eric Ebron is no <laughs> longer with the Detroit Lions, and it's because he drops third down passes. Yeah. So I, I just thought it was odd that this, that they would be looking to to get out of that contract before they had a chance to negotiate a long term deal with him, because given the injury, given you know the down year for the Eagles, they could probably get him a little bit cheaper next year mm-hmm. than they would if they were negotiating before this year. And how many teams are going to give Zach Ertz after this season a big big contract? Probably not that. I mean, not a, not a not a lot of teams are going to give him a huge contract. Just, I mean, there are certain teams out there that probably would. I mean, you know, just just because of his ability to catch the football. You but know you learn I mean? your lesson with Jimmy Graham. And other, I mean, he's Jimmy still, Graham needs he's Aaron Rodgers. Huge. He's still. I mean, Jimmy Graham is also a little different. I would say Zach Ertz is a little more of a yak guy than even Graham. Oh yeah, but I mean, he's, but he's you know he's or is he needs a, a really good quarterback throwing on the ball. I think you could throw Travis Kelsey out there with uh, you know or with Kittle. the Dolphins. Kittle. Eric you know. Kittle, and he's going to be the leading receiver, leading yards after catch guy on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to see Goddard come back. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm I'm sorry to see that Zach Ertz is being shopped around. Know, being shopped around. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks, the Legion of Doom, has replaced the Legion of Boom. The margin for error continues to be razor thin for the five one Seahawks. That's because the defense continues to be a liability. Seahawks allowed 37 points and 519 yards during Sunday's heartbreaking loss in overtime. Kyler Murray threw 360 yards and three touchdowns while adding 67 yards and another score as a running back. Chase Edmonds needed 12 touches to rack up 145 yards from scrimmage. DeAndre Hopkins caught 10 of 12 passes for 103 yards and a touchdown. Bobby Wagner was equally perturbed postgame. <laughs> We're nowhere near where we want to be, Seattle's defensive captain said. We have to play better. We have to ex- execute the plays better, be more consistent. We have to find ways to get off the field. We can't put the offense in a situation that we continue to put them in. We can't make the penalties that we had to extend drives. The struggles. Oh, God. Remember that that defensive holding when Metcalf took the ball down the field? Mm-hmm. The struggles of the Seahawks pass defense worsened when Shaq Griffin left the game with a concussion. Quandre Diggs interception marked the only positive play for the defensive group as a whole. The pass rush wasn't any better, failing to log a single quarterback hit against Kyler Murray. Arizona raced a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit to force 
overtime, even Seattle's positive moments were wiped out by a handful of costly penalties, none more so than Benson Mayawa's 15-yarder late in the fourth quarter with Arizona lining up for a field goal. Mayawa used an offensive lineman to propel himself. That was a fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. penalty, but it was technically correct call. Uh, yes and no. I, You know, he kind of went over the player. I remember then... when the Steelers did end the players, you are like, no, it's a penalty! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, no, it was Bobby Wagner when Bobby Wagner did it. That was yeah. that was a penalty. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, he exactly. Really, you he, remember? He really propelled himself, though. I mean, you could. I mean, oh, yeah, you propelled, but you did. You just you just propelled. This no, no, Bobby no, Wagner no, no, no. propelled. No, no, but he actually pushed <laughs> off the offensive lineman, whereas you know. This guy sort of he just jumped up in the air and then used his hands to fall down lightly on the ground. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was like calling a foul. You know, in in an NBA yeah. you know finals game with you know three seconds to yeah. go and went yeah. on a ticky tack penalty. Well, it was kind of ticky tack, uh, but that was an obvious no no. And Mayawa's mental blunder gave the Cardinals a fresh set of downs. That was a, that that was a heartbreaker. Mm. I mean, it, that was a, that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> uh, two plays later, Arizona scored a touchdown to make it a three point game after Seattle's offensive failed to salt away the rest of the clock. The Cardinals marched fifty four yards on eight plays without a single timeout to kick a game tying field goal. You know, what are we going to do about the Seattle defense? We talked about it at length yeah, earlier in the podcast. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, but Bobby Wagner's I pissed. Don't know. Other I, guys I think, are pissed. I think, you know, when Jamal Adams comes back, I think I think I, I really do think I think things are going to be a little bit smoother, you know, for the defense. I, you know, Jamal Adams is definitely a difference maker. But that holding call, uh, you know, when Metcalf scored that touchdown, didn't need they didn't need to make that, you know, cuz they they were still already near yeah. either well, first down yardage. We'll wait. We'll wait till Adams gets back and then we'll talk more. But that, that was brutal. I mean, the defense has got to get better. And Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner, you know, he's playing like he's an older guy out there, mm-hmm. but, you know, we can live with it. Friday's checking Instagram again over there. Just can't, can't stop checking. He's got his phone in front of him and his watch, in, his Apple watch in front of him. He's going from one to the other, one to the other. Uh, next up, Steelers. Sure, the Pittsburgh Steelers confused and harassed Lamar Jackson into his worst individual performance of an MVP season in 2019. Just don't ask Mike, or just don't ask head coach Mike Tomlin about the secret to keeping the Baltimore Ravens quarterback in check. I wish I had an answer to that, Tomlin said on Tuesday. I think I wish the National Football League had an answer to that. Mindful that Jackson led the Ravens to a 26-23 overtime victory last year despite throwing three interceptions and being sacked five times, Tomlin doesn't consider what the Seahawks accomplished at holding the quarterback in check. He also doesn't like that phrase. In check is a strong term. One I choose not to use. Love me some Mike Tomlin. We're just going oh, to play. all of a sudden. We're just going to play. How many times have you, <laughs> have you called for his head? Many. Uh, we're just going to play our best abilities, play within our personality. We just need to be better at our details. We need to play fast and play collectively together, and hopefully that's enough. It wasn't enough last October when Jackson threw Half of his 2019 interceptions against the Steelers, the five sacks also were the most any team got against Jackson, who was brought down only eight more times in his final 10 starts and route to the Ravens, earning the top seed in the AFC. Jackson completed 19 of 28 passes for 161 yards in a touchdown in that matchup. He also rushed 14 times for another 70 yards and brought the Ravens back from a pair of three-point deficits in the fourth quarter. With injured inside linebacker Devin Bush no longer available to spy on Jackson, the Steelers will just have to adjust their blueprint for dealing with Lamar Jackson. Franny, do you think the Steelers' defense, I know we talked about this, but mm-hmm. do you think the Steelers' defense have what it has what it takes this year mm-hmm. to shut down Lamar Jackson? I think so. I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't been that impressive this year. 
I mean, like we talked earlier, you know, before even on the podcast, um, you know, if, if the Steelers just look at the video um, and, and watch what the Eagles did to keep them sort of in check, I mean, the Eagles defense is not as good as the Steelers defense, obviously. Um, well, you know, well, yes, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. quite a difference in, uh, you know, between a 2-4-1 and one and a 6-0 and o team right now. Um, but no, I... I, I I don't. I don't really see it as being an issue. I just think um, you know the the Steelers overcoming the the Baltimore defense is a bigger issue right now. I, th- I think the Steelers can hold Baltimore. Can Baltimore hold the Steelers though? I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Roethlisberger has been a quite a game manager this year <laughs> uh, you just hate around it. the you, NFL you podcast. Uh, sorry, I mean, come on, you can't say shit like that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, Patrick Mahomes, a game manager. <laughs> You know, I mean, come on. I mean, no one, no one launches the ball down the field more often than Ben Roethlisberger. I think this, typically, I think this game is actually be a high-scoring game. I do think this is going to be like a a thirty-five to thirty affair. I, I you know, as, as good as both defenses are, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you know, it, it's which which defense can make the stop, and you know, I don't, I don't think it's just you know somebody watching. Lamar Jackson and 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 you know having a spy on him. I I, I you know it's 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 more than that. I mean. You know how much how much pressure can you put on him? You know how's the secondary going to play? The secondary hasn't been amazing. I mean, it's it's sort of they've been consistent this year for the Steelers. Actually, that's the secondary. No. Um. So I mean, you know, Jackson has been good, but he hasn't been you know MVP caliber. Even though he probably wasn't MVP caliber last year, but you know, I, I think that's what it's come down to in this game. It's gonna be a high scoring game, and uh, you know, whoever makes that stop, whoever gets the interception, whoever gets the fumble, that team is going to win the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Frank. I think the spy is overrated because the spy still has to be able to tackle the quarterback when the quarterback's in yeah, the open field. Exactly. So I mean, you could you could you could put you know Devin Bush out there all you want, but he's no he's not going to catch Lamar Jackson. So well, Devin uh, Bush is injured, <laughs> or Devin Bush, he was out there la- last year, <laughs> last year. Uh, you know, so regardless of who you have back there spying him, I think this game will come down to the Steelers' defense knowing their responsibilities and executing their responsibilities and making plays, anticipating plays when they're happening and be in the right place at the right time. But 99% of this game, it's just going to come down to being where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do at every play on this game during the game, because Lamar Jackson, if you give him a spot, if you give him a hole down the middle of the field, if it's a close game, he can put the game away. Mm. All right, friendly. Anything else to add? Nothing to add about your Eagles, the Seahawks or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, nothing. Eh, we're, nothing just six, we're just six and zero. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's all. Yeah, pretty impressive, Ben. I'm sure you're excited. I well, you know, it's hard to get excited about the Steelers because <laughs> we win a lot of games and head into playoffs. Things don't exactly go our way. The AFC is tough. <sighs> you could say that again. All right, finally, what's tough? What's the, <laughs> what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. It is our Halloween shot. And it's one of yours, Ben. Yes, exactly. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our drinking portion of the show. All right. And we are back. And I love that bumper, Ben. That's the happy drinking time bumper. Uh, uh, that is the happy drinking time bumper, and it is the drinking portion of the show. And first up, we have our shot of the week, which is in honor 
of Halloween. And tonight it is Halloween. It doesn't feel like it because there are no kids knocking on the door asking for treats. Ben, <laughs> no parties. Unfortunately. No, but we nothing. have our treats on the table. Yeah, we do. We got our alcohol over here and we also have our shots on the table waiting for us. And Ben, these shots are for Halloween and they are also for you, my friend. Just like last week we mentioned as long as the Steelers keep winning, we will keep on making these tahine, cholula, spicy shots just for you, Ben. I, I've noticed that you're not a huge fan of rum, obviously. I know you're not a big fan of sweet shots, but whenever there's a little bit of spice, I see that twinkle in your eye. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't like spicy you, foods necessarily, I, yeah, but, but spicy drinks, you love these yeah. things. And uh, so for tonight's shot, and it's similar to what pe- shots that we've had in the past, uh, but slightly different. Um, it is red, blood red for the Halloween uh, holiday, uh, but it is uh, concocted with some blood orange margarita mix. I love blood orange. Sweet, tangy. Oh, I love blood Citrusy. Orange. Awesome flavor you get from the blood orange margarita mix. We also have a little bit of tequila in there. We also have a little bit of Cholula. A few drops of Cholula <laughs> Even better. in there, Ben. And then on the rim, of course, it wouldn't be a shot without the tahini for you. And uh, so the, the shots for tonight, we've dubbed the Happy Tahino Ween. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, whenever I see Friday take out the tequila and the Cholula, <laughs> you know it's going to be a good shot. <laughs> the sky's open and my eyes are like saucers out of a uh, cartoon. Smells good. Man, you get that. That spicy. Ooh, that, have you, that how do you smells, not like that? 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 It, it, like it, it, it sends shivers down your the spine. Right? Shoulders are moving as <laughs> yeah. if he's in, you know, in a 1980s <laughs> comedy. <laughs> in a 1980s comedy, he's got a sweater around his shoulders. His it, it polo smells, shirt with his collar popped. Actually, if you look at it, it's almost layered now. It's almost layered. I don't know why it's layered. I guess uh, maybe the tequila. What, what's that in of, the middle of my shot there? That is. Is that an embryo? What is it, that? It looks, it looks like an embryo. It looks like a little tiny embryo. That's the Cholula just floating there, right? <laughs> in, in the middle of the shop, and I got like, a Cholula embryo <laughs> in my shot. It's a spicy little baby. Hopefully right it will grow into 10 more wins and 10 more Cholula shots over the next 10 weeks. Let's hope we have another spicy shot next weekend, Ben. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's give this shot a shot. All right. What Again, what's in this? The- it is the blood orange margarita mix, tequila, a few drops of Cholula, and tahini on the rim. Oh, I love it. Yep. Let's do it. 10 out of let's 10, baby. Let's see. Wow. Ah, oh, that's good. That was actually well Holy balanced. Holy shit, that's good. Oh my God. That was actually a really good shot. I mean, it was well balanced. That's a well balanced shot. It has everything in there. There's some sweetness, some spicy, oh, some wow, tang. You got the tahini. Man, that's actually really good. You know, I think I maybe should have added a couple of drops of, of lemon in there as well. Maybe lemon just, or just lime, a little yeah. bit, just to add a little bit of sourness to it. Oh, yeah, lime. But. Yeah, but there was a little bit of um, I don't know if it was lemon or lime on the on the rim. I don't know. I just buy those little green things. Well, it could be lime, probably most likely lime. Um, uh, to I can't talk to get the tahini to stick to the side of the glass, kind of brush it on there, and then pour the tahini on there. Um, so there is a little bit, but maybe just pour a little bit in the shot itself would have been perfect. That yeah, was I mean, that really, was beautiful. I took it down. It, it wasn't overly spicy, and I was expecting just a little bit of. Uh, 
I mean, that's I know, that's as good of, as it gets. I mean, that's, that, that's actually that good. Is, I was I was I was expecting a little bit of spiritiness from whew. the tequila, but there wasn't that spiritiness because no. it just it everything was just so well balanced in that shot. That, was that is Cabo. Hmm. I mean, if they if they crafted a shot like that in Cabo, Cancun, somewhere oh, like that, that could easily be by a, the beach. That they'd make a that could be a cocktail. shit ton of money. That could be a cocktail right there. Yeah, I mean, it's I had I took it all the way to the back of my throat. Yeah, I expected a little bit, of and then I let it back in because I had to get the embryo of Cholula back in my mouth <laughs> to to blend. So I had to blend it in my mouth a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I took it down, and that is smooth. that might have been it was smooth. Not sure if that's the best Cholula tahini shot or better. I hot. think that is my best one that I've tasted so far. Was did spicy. you did you create this or did you get it from? I just I just went total wine. Tipsy. And no, no, no. I just I just figured this one's for you, Ben. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know I'm, I'm going to come up with the best fucking well, shot for Ben. The next week I'm bringing the I'm bringing, I'm bringing the, the Patron Silver out of the garage. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe it. So hopefully seven and oh next week and we'll continue with these shots. Holy as shit, long. that was good. Wow. As long I wish you had made that one for Sonia. I would drink undefeated. that one for Sonia right yeah. now if you had made it. Mm-hmm. No, that was actually, it was so well balanced. I wow. was I was shocked myself. That blood orange, it had the right amount of sweetness and just a slight bit of sourness. I just want a little bit more, but almost perfect. Where would you where would you rate this on our thirst and goal rating scale of shots, Ben? I would rate that 10. Yeah, I would say a 9. 10 out of 10. I would That's say as good nine as it gets. only because of maybe a little bit of sourness. Just a little bit of sourness. But if we ever make that shot again, I know what to add to make it perfect. Well, for the record, that is about as good a shot as you could possibly have at mm. any time of year. Yeah. But yeah. by the beach. Oof. Yeah. In warm weather. Even cold you weather because of that spice. beat that. And coincidentally, last weekend, Friday brought me, or weekend before last, Friday brought a few bottles of the Air Bocaron, which is a Spanish beer mm-hmm. made of salt water. And it's one of the best beers we've ever had on the show. And I'm drinking one of those right now. So I have the salt water by the beach and that awesome 10 out of 10 shot that he just made. My hope, my hope is that Friday will become so enamored <laughs> with these shots that it won't be just for me. And these will happen more often because he'll want them. Now, this one was this one was delicious. This one was actually better than I expected. That was a very good fucking shot right there. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, ten out of ten. Easy. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to question. I say it. nine. You say ten. Well, just a couple of drops of lime in there would have been perfect. Yeah. When Friday makes a shot, you play to win <laughs> the game. I do. Hello. <laughs> It's funny though. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I love her. Is memories. everybody listening? But that's what Friday, you know, and when I make a shot. Playoffs. No, you should have that. Playoffs? Now you should have that like disappointing music from the prices right there. Oh, I should find that. I can yeah, find yeah, that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of your shots right there. I have to find something that's just close enough yeah. to not be to that's not like be the, something they can sue us for. <laughs> yeah, right. It's be, it'll be really close. <laughs> Uh, all right, Friday. That was awesome. Thank you was, so much. That was really good. Thank you so much for making these. I know you know how much I appreciate them and how much I like them. That was good. Uh, that if, was good. Yeah, my friends knew I was enjoying these from back when I was a kid. If they said, "Oh my God, you're drinking tequila with hot sauce," but it didn't taste like it. I, I mean, would it never almost... have drunk this. Drank this when I was. And a kid. And it's not even the greatest tequila. It was the El Himador. I mean, just imagine if we used a quality tequila. 
I mean, not that it's not a quality. I mean, I, I hate to throw them. Under I don't the know bus, if there's any such thing as a but, bad I mean, tequila. There, there, there are there are good tequilas. This one is is you know like just one of the run of the mill sort of cheap. You know, you get a huge bottle of it, sort of tequilas. Um, but just imagine if we used a quality tequila that was even smoother. I mean, this was smooth as it is. But just imagine a quality tequila with this, with just a few extra drops of lime. Yeah, uh, I do have the Patron Silver in the in the freezer. Yeah, but we just start using that. I think because I, I went to Costco today, uh-huh. and uh, I, I went to the uh, get a huge bottle section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was they the said one point seven five liter. Yeah, like, <laughs> the get a, yeah, and they, they had a bunch of. Actually, I didn't go to Costco today, but they actually should have that. They should no, just Costco. label it. They no, should just I, label it "Get a huge bottle," <laughs> and they should have a whole section of like Bacardi. And like Fireball yeah, and, they, they and Tangeray. It shouldn't be like 1.75. There should be like three gallon bottles <laughs> yeah. of that stuff or a barrel. You know, buy a barrel of us. Um, but um, Costco has some great prices also on even, you know, scotches and whiskeys. I mean, oh, I for love sure. Total Wine. I love Total Wine. Total Wine is great. They have a huge selection. Costco has what they have, but they have excellent prices on what they do have. And so you can find some really good stuff at Costco, actually. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just don't buy your meat there. Don't buy your steaks there. I don't. I've never bought a steak there. Yeah, I used to, but I... Used to? I used to. <laughs> I used to. Sorry, that my tongue is really like... That, that shot affected my tongue significantly. I used to? <laughs> my tongue feels like it's like all swollen in my mouth right now. Uh, they they pre-tenderize all their meats. I have no... I don't even know what that means. It means... Well, it doesn't mean anything to... to it, well, to a Croatian, it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't matter... <laughs> Uh, but what happens when they pretenderize meats is there's a spike that's uh-huh. essentially the the thickness of the steak, and they roll the steak through it, and the spikes stick into the steak, uh-huh. and they pretenderize the meat. Mm-hmm. But the spikes are not cleaned like per each steak. Oh, okay. So it yeah, just but steaks should technically be bacteria free, right? But they are until yeah. they stick those metal spikes in there. <laughs> Uh, so if you if you're someone like me who doesn't want to cook a steak all the way through, oh yeah, that's right, you don't, yeah, yeah, you can't do that with a Costco steak yeah. because the metal like, spikes have been in there. I don't like bloody steaks though. But for you know, Cro- that's what I mean. Know, for Croatia, it doesn't matter. You know, whenever I grill anything, Ben, you know, I have like the thermometer out there. I know. I'm making sure that it's the right temperature so that we you don't puke later. And then you leave it on for food. an extra five minutes after that. No. Okay, maybe <laughs> three minutes afterward. All right. I just want to make sure that it is 170 degrees or 160 degrees, whatever kind of meat you're cooking, all the way through. But it's all for all for you. Yeah, look for Not your for you. But I mean, just for anybody that's eating, look for but your for Croatian you well. steak uh, cookbook next year. It'll say, "Is it ready yet? <laughs> One more minute. Will be yeah, the will yeah, be the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, volume yeah. of that. Like book. it's done. It's done. Take it off the grill. <laughs> no, no, it is not done. It's not God done. Damn it, it's not done. It was four inches in <laughs> diameter before. Now it's only three inches. I, I got to get it down to two inches. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to know the thickness and everything. I mean, there's a lot of calculations. There's a lot of mathematics that go into grilling for myself. All right. Yeah, but when it's it's actually kind of sad for Costco because they have prime steaks, they have prime ribeyes, and other steaks that are at a really good price. Mm-hmm. But if the only way you can really eat them is if you cook it to 160 degrees all the way through, Do you mean the way you should kill the bacteria in there? So, but, yeah, okay. But but they wouldn't need to do that if they didn't <laughs> stick the metal spikes. Even More even general. a even a uh, like a ribeye cap, 
Like, I, I mean, something you should never... I think anything. I mean, you don't know where anything comes from. If you're buying something from Vons or from Whole Foods or this, I mean, you don't know where it's coming from. Unless you, like, you killed the cow, <laughs> you don't know where it's coming from, really. That's so, true. I mean, you should, That's true. You should cook it to a temperature where it does kill all the bacteria, especially, you know, chicken. Oh, uh, chicken, uh, chicken. That's a whole different story. To be fair, I do take the Croatian method when I cook chicken yeah. legs. I uh, will cook it until it's burned on the outside and uh, burned on the inside. All right. Well, perfect. All right, Friday. I'm, I'm not going to be afraid of trying the chicken. That oh, no. Time. I cook my chicken oh, okay. all the way through. But the steaks, I'd like a little bit of meat, like yeah, a, little a little bit, bit of red redness, in the middle. Yeah, a little bit of blood. Uh, but Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the oh, night. I can't wait which is the Paddleford Creek Bourbon Whiskey. And what made you decide to buy this Paddleford Creek? Uh, you know, it was the rating. You know, I, I, when I walked in, I wasn't sure what I should get. I mean, last week we had a whiskey, or a scotch. Um, and then the week before that, I think we had a rye. And this week I figured, you know what? Let's have a bourbon. We haven't had a cognac in a while, but I figured let's have a bourbon. I know you like your bourbons, Ben. And, um, you know, I, I, I saw this on the shelf at Total Wine and it was highly rated for a low price. So I figured, you know what? Why not give it a shot? It's already better than the George Dickel. It, anything is better than George Dickel, yes. But we found a nice review from 31whiskey.com. This is a brand new whiskey. It's not been around very long. So I, I enjoyed the first sentence of this review. So I decided to go with this one. When it comes to whiskey, they really enjoy a solid history and a good backstory. <laughs> that is not the case with this whiskey. That's why it's cheap. Paddleford is a brand that has no history to speak of, no story, and tries to hide what little could be pieced together. Can it? We they don't even have a website. Can it overcome an opaque history and production on its merits alone? The history. In 1912, Ed Phillips and his son started a candy and newspaper stand in Wisconsin. It grew popularity and eventually expanded to multiple locations throughout the state, and following the end of Prohibition in 1933, became the sole distributor of Hiram Walker's, or Hiram Walker's spirits, such as Canadian Club. Ugh. These spirits have been popular among bootleggers, and in 1945, they were the largest distributor, distributor of wines and spirits in the United States. Over the years, the Phillips Distilling Company, as it would become named, would produce and distribute a growing number of spirits under various brands, all from their Princeton, Minnesota headquarters. Uh, Paddleford Creek is a registered trademark of the Phillips Distilling Company, but they don't even have this bourbon on their website, which is owned by United States Distilled Products Company of Minnesota. Uh, they've got nearly nothing to go on here, but <laughs> uh, but at least three layers of abstraction from the actual company nice that did the distilling and the detail about the contents has been long lost in the shuffle. As a bourbon, the expectation is that the majority of the grain bill for this spirit comes from corn. But exactly how much and what other grains may have been used is not disclosed. Those grains would be mashed, fermented, and distilled, probably in a column still for speed and quantity, before being placed in charred new oak barrels for aging. Exactly how long that whiskey sits in those barrels is not disclosed. The label states that this is, that this is a small batch bourbon, but there's no accepted definition for what makes a small batch. We can't really glean any information from that statement. According, according to the label, the whiskey has been filtered through charcoal, similar to the Lincoln County process or Lincoln Country process. However, since it, the label isn't labeled as Tennessee whiskey, they're guessing it wasn't made originally in Tennessee. Uh, overall, the bottle is pretty standard. Uh, whiskey bottle shape. There's a round base with straight walls and a rounded shoulder. Uh, Franny's trying I just, to... I just like the, the Glen Karen. 
glass. Oh, he's tapping on the glass. There's not much to the label, though. A hint of White River, the legally required level of information, and that's about it. Uh, So let's get to the overall rating. Uh, The whiskey has placed itself in the same category as spirits like Evan Williams, Black Label, and Old Forester. The problem is that the Paddleford just doesn't meet the level of consistency and basic quality you could get in a bottle of either of those. I disagree. It seems to be a pretty good economical mixer. Ooh, that's low. Mm. But that's about all it's good for. I don't agree. (laughs) And if that's... We'll we'll see. And if that's... Oh, yeah. We have... We've already pre-tasted it. And that's all they're getting in a whiskey. They're reaching out for something less expensive to fill their glass. It's produced by Paddleford Creek. It's production location, Minnesota. Classification, bourbon. uh, 41.5% alcohol by volume. Minnesota, huh? Sure, they're not happy with the Vikings. Yeah, let's see. Neat. Uh, It smells pretty much like any other bourbon, but that's (laughs) the old familiar brown sugar and vanilla notes coming off the glass. But I think, or they think... They got a touch of honey thrown in for good measure. The flavor reminds them of an unrefined Elijah Craig whiskey, which might make sense given that there's a rumor that the source of this spirit I is like the Heaven Elijah Hill. Craig. Yeah, me too. Distillery where Elijah Craig is also produced. There's some vanilla and brown sugar in the beginning, but it's immediately replaced by an overwhelming flavor of oak. It's not the pleasant aspects either. It's more like licking an oak plank. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give it a shot, man. All right, let's you know, give it a shot. These guys uh, this, this review is yeah, too they, negative. They, they, I know, seriously. They're, they're saying all these terrible things about this whiskey. But in Paddleford Creek's de- defense, or in the website's defense, we couldn't find. I couldn't find a review anywhere no. else. No, but it's a nice bottle. It's a nice bottle. Nice labeling and everything. Uh, and at Total Wine, it had a high review. So, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's it's give it a sniff. Cheaper than George Dickel. It's, is it? How much was a George Dickel? You $25. Overpaid. You overpaid. Shouldn't have been that. $2. You overpaid. I'd like to find their review of George Dickel on here. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Well, let's give it a sniff, Ben, and see what we think about the nose. Smells nice. You know, while you were reading, I was kind of sniffing it, and there's like a... I don't mind it. There's almost like a black tea. A black tea? Scent to it. Like, you know, when you, when you just like, you know... Open up a, I don't know, like a, you know, well, you boil some some water and you throw in a little bit of the Lipton black tea. It almost has that sort of scent to it, but a little bit of extra sweetness added to that. And a little bit of the vanilla, of course. A little bit of sweetness. But it's almost like a black tea, caramel, vanilla sweetness to it. Interesting. I mean, I smell a little bit of... I mean, I get the vanilla, I get the brown sugar, I get the sweetness. I was getting that black tea for some reason. I don't know. Like, I was like, what do I smell there? And it's just almost like a black tea. I don't know. It's got It's got a nice... There's a lot of... It's got a nice alcohol spice It, it burns your, spice it burns your nostril just a little bit if you really stick your nose in there. But I don't know that that's a bad thing. Ah, the dogs are burning. All right. Should we give it a taste? Yeah, I just want to see what this review... Let's see. Huh. Didn't get a bad review from Wine Magazine or WineConnoisseur.com. No, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, it's a, you know, that other site was a 2 out of 5, and you see a 4 out of 5, you see almost like a 5 out of 5. I mean, it's like kind of all over the place, so... Yeah. You know, I think, I think that review is a little snobby. Yeah, but at least that, it gave that, us the history. I think, of I think it. those people are complete snobs. That's what it is. <laughs> they did give us a history, though. At least we got a history lesson. We did. All right, let's, let's give it a shot. All right. 
I like it. It's got a nice smoothness. Spice. I don't know what I would mix this with if I were going to mix it. But it has that spice on the back of the throat. But I'm still getting that black Lipton iced tea almost. Not iced tea, but that a little black. A little bit. It's a little bitterness. That black tea flavor on the finish. But I get, I get a There's nice a sweetness to it. I get a nice sweetness. I get a nice bitterness. I get a nice spice on the finish. The spice is actually really it's nice. It's actually got a nice mouthfeel. It's got a nice soft, you know, sweet coating mouthfeel. A little bit of uh, just a little I don't bit think of, it's I don't I think that review was a little bit of a little harsh. A little bit of creaminess as well. I think there's a bit of cream in there. Mm. Yeah, it's got a nice I mean it has a nice creamy mouthfeel. Oh, nice full bodied. I mean for the price. You gotta consider the price as well. I mean if this was like fifty bucks, then I'd be really disappointed. But at twenty three bucks, not that disappointed. Let's go grab that Balcones. Balcones. Balcones bourbon. Yeah. The one, the first one that we tried and see how it stacks Or that stacks Charles up. Goodnight. That was a good one. That was a good one, too. That was but I one. think that the review that we just read was a little harsh on this one. I think it was. I think it was. Um, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it has... It has I'm sensing not, a crew cut with a beard on the person it's that not wrote overly, that. It's not, <laughs> it's not overly complex, but, you know, the flavors are there. It's enjoyable. I mean, it could be a mixer, obviously. I mean, it has a little bit of harshness well, to it. Every bourbon can be a mixer. Yeah, but there's someone that you don't want to mix, you know. Come on. Well, that's okay. true. But if all if all you drink is Whistle Pig and... Uh, well, even that Whistle Pig that you got. Yeah. Very good. Whether it was worth the price or not, Ben. Yeah, but I guarantee you, if, if you look at that on this website, it'll be, you know, five stars. Yeah, probably. They're just looking at the, uh, the price. A little bit of raisin in there. I can get a little bit of raisin. <laughs> You can laugh at me at that one, but I could get a little bit of raisin, a little bit of uh, stone fruit. Do you get there, any but... stone fruit? Yeah, I was about to say. Is yeah, there no, any there's, stone there's fruit in like there? A little bit of uh, almost like apricotty. I don't know. That's not a stone fruit, is it? <laughs> Actually, it is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Uh, apricot, plum. Yeah, I, I get a little bit of that in there. Oh, uh, let's see. Piggyback rye. Let's see what they do to the piggyback. Well, that's, rye. that's the piggyback, though. Okay, that's so that one we also have, but this one is a lot lower in price. I mean, this was a forty-five dollar bottle actually not the one that you got which was 129 dollars uh it's one of five star of course yeah, five that's stars, what i mean that's course. what i'm yeah, saying yeah. and, and yeah. that would that would that i mean it was a good rye no that it was, one, it was good it was a good rye yeah but it wasn't not top not the top not the best that we've ever tasted no so that's, i think this is more of a whatever's popular type of website yeah i mean i liked it but it's you haven't drank it mm-hmm. you haven't mixed it i'm sure they dress like lumberjacks yeah yeah, exactly. You got a nice hair uh, parted to the side. <laughs> nice big full beard. You got a little beard oil in there. Yeah, they sort of manicure. You, you, know. you got a plaid shirt, but your nails are clean <laughs> and not a callus on the hand. <laughs> and you don't wear a belt. You have an overall. You have overalls on. I mean, basically, overalls. Yeah. Yeah, you do woodworking on the side. On you know, the as side, a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We maybe whittle. Yeah, you might whittle a little bit. <laughs> you might. You might have a, You might homebrew you your own smoke, beer too. You don't smoke cigarettes, but you smoke a pipe. That's the kind of person that that is, is is writing these reviews on that website, but I mean, no, this is a good. It's a good bourbon, not the best that we've ever had on the show, obviously, but for the price, it's a very good offering. What would you give it, Frank? I would give it a six. <laughs> really? All that, I would give it a six only because we've had much better bourbons on the show. Here's the Balconis. Ta- uh, yeah, there it is. That's a five star right there. The pot still, yeah. We were happy with that one. Too. That was a really good bourbon. I yeah. would give it. What'd you give it? Six. Six. <sighs> Fuck it. 
shouldn't have asked you first. <laughs> I'll give it a six. Yeah, I mean it's it's it lacks it, it might be a little six less refined. <laughs> it might lack a little bit of of complexity. It might lack a little bit of it has a little bit of harshness yeah. that I wouldn't want, but it's there. And some people do. So it's maybe a little people, too sweet. Too. Yeah, no, I want to say too sweet. Just that harshness that kind of hits you on the back of the throat. Six right. and six. Let me write that down. <laughs> so you don't forget. So I don't forget. At the end of the night. All right. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the night. Thank you, Alex. One of our f- former uh, co-hosts on the show. A while back, he was on the show. He's a huge 49ers fan. He's an avid drinker of anything brown and beers as well and he gifted us this beer it is from uh, it was one of the Pliny's from uh, Russian River Brewing Company uh, very sought after and uh, we'll give the Pliny for president a shot next alright folks hold tight we're gonna lock up this beer open this beer and give it a taste hold tight <laughs> All right, and welcome back. Wait, is that done? Is it done? All right, it's that, done. It's that, done. That was a long bump right there, longer than I expected it to be for a second right there. Uh, but we are back with our beer of the week. And like I mentioned, this was a generous offering from Alex. And he actually, Thank you, Alex. Thank you, sir. And uh, he actually ordered these beers directly from the brewer. I think he had 16 cans and he shared a couple with us. And uh, it is the Pliny for President 2020. It's not the first time that they've done it. I think this is uh, maybe the third or fourth election now that they've actually created this beer. Oh, really? Given I, the I, options? I, I, you know, I, I think I somewhere might around vote there. for Pliny on Tuesday. But, <laughs> I would actually vote for <laughs> Pliny for sure. Um but no, beer for all. Beer for all. That's the first thing up on the agenda. Let's <laughs> that, pass that bill. That, that should be on, that should be for on the platform. That should be. Medicare yeah. for all. Beer for beer all. for everybody. <laughs> 2021. Tax Next cuts year. for all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the Pliny for president, uh, you know, um, there's obviously Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger, and Pliny the Younger is something that's really sought after. Uh, not easy to get your hands on. Not yeah. every Everybody seeks that beer. They want that beer, but not everybody get their hands on it. Um, I haven't tried it myself yet. I think I've had Pliny the Elder in the past, a long time ago, and I can't really remember how it tasted. I mean, it was, it's been quite a while now, um, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited to try this beer, Ben, and I'm not sure if you have some information for us. I do. This is from Russian River Brewing Company. It was originally founded by Corbell Champagne Cellars in Gunnerville, California in 1997. Vinny was hired as the brewery's brewmaster and initially sole employee for the next six years, Vinny continued to set the bar high for super hoppy and super Belgian-inspired beers. Pliny the Elder, first, brew, first brewed in the Corbell location in 1999, was one of the first commercially brewed double or imperial IPAs in America and won numerous awards over the years. It is still their most popular beer more than 20 years later. In 2003, Corbell decided to get out of the beer business and transferred the rights to the Russian River Brewing Company, Name to Vinny uh, and his wife, Natalie. Uh, 
They wrote a business plan, found two managing partners, and convinced 30 friends and family to invest in their new brew pub venture. In April 2004, they opened the doors to the next chapter of Russian River Brewing under their ownership. Over the years, Vinny and Natalie were able to buy all of their partner, buy out all their partners and investors. The decision was made in 2014 to build their dream brewery right there in the heart of California and Sonoma County. The search for property took nearly two years, which allowed them time to assemble their dream team of architects, consultants, designers, and contractors. And they received a lot of helpful advice from their friends in the beer industry, and they found 15 undeveloped acres in beautiful Windsor, California, where they quickly immersed in the project of a lifetime. Congratulations, Vinny and Natalie. Uh, we are going to taste one of their newest beers, the Pliny for President. It's a double dry hopped double IPA that's limited availability throughout the 2020 election year on draft and in cans at both breweries, direct to consumers and shipping in California. The alcohol by volume is 8%. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, this looks like a nice, nice, it is beer. A nice beer. I love the graphics. I love the graphics on the can too. I mean, it's very patriotic. Uh, it's red, white, and blue. It's, it's basically what you would expect for a presidential candidate with little stars and everything on it. But uh, a very would, simple website, very, very little simple, information. Very simple graphics to it. And, and you know, I would, if if Pliny Reminds me of the was Dales. running for president, I would vote for Pliny right now. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Reminds me of the Dale's Pale Ale. Yeah, a third party. This is a third party candidate right <laughs> here. Is, no, forget about <laughs> your Greens, the Workers' yeah. Families Party, the Conservatives, this. the Libertarians. <laughs> This is the Vote hop, Pliny. the hop party. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, Sonny and I have a, a a campaign sign in our front yard. It says "Dogs for President" yeah. because humans suck. This that is true. I'm going to put a Pliny for President right next to that so that nobody throws eggs yeah. or <laughs> comes by my house and tries to steal my hey, yard sign. If you put this up, you'd have people coming over to ask for beer right now. What it is? It's a beautiful. It actually reminds me a lot of the the Dale's Pale Ale. It is very simple, can. very simple can, but it really catches the eye. And uh, you know the Plinies are very sought after. And uh, you know this is great to be able to try this on the show before Election Day. Oh, for sure. Uh, but definitely, if Pliny. <laughs> was on there i'd vote yeah but just i mean looking at the can and looking at the the website i mean this is a a testament that everything that you tend to see in american culture is not accurate hmm. the website's not flashy it doesn't have a ton of information it doesn't have pictures and all this information blasting at you on social media it's not overly produced it's hard to find mm-hmm. it's not everywhere but yet it is widely regarded and widely respected, even though it doesn't have a private island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have a private island where Pliny is going to go and celebrate their birthday. So <laughs> making a good product, a solid product over the years is still important, even if you don't have a flashy website, flashy Instagram and flashy Twitter to back it up. But will I find the Christmas that I've been searching for, Ben? Will <sighs> I find that in this beer? I think you, you might need to go to a private island I mean, we to are find cracking that. this open for the first time. We don't we, we don't try this. One more <laughs> we don't try this before the show. A We're cracking this. <laughs> that's from more. different shows. That's that's pretty Christmas. embarrassing that I say the like, same exact thing. A little bit more Christmas. <laughs> we'll like, see. One little bit more Christmas. We'll and these see. are all from, that's from four that's, different shows. Folks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably, you know, I'm not going to say Christmas anymore. You know what? <laughs> I won't, I just won't use that word. <laughs> Let me get my thesaurus out here and see what other words we have for Christmas. I would want a little bit more Christmas. 
<laughs> well, I do. I do. So let's see. It let's took see. me a while. I had to listen to four different shows Cheers, to get man. those. Get those. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit, oh, that man. smells good. I mean, when I, right when I opened the can, it just hit me in the face with citrusy notes. It was it was just like opening a can of like lemons. I mean, it was it was, it was really wow, delicious. Those hops are nice. That's what it they have really on their nice. website is the picture of the hops. It is really nice. That I keep saying smells. I'm going to buy some hops and plant them here just for decoration. Yeah. Which you can do. And, and they, they grow, and they grow really nice. High. I mean, they, they, I mean, you can just, I mean, maybe 20 feet high. And we can use them to brew a beer. We could. Potentially. Can, yeah. Little citra hops on the fence. That Holy smells, shit. That, that I smells, don't even want to drink it. I want to smell I, it. I just want to sniff this thing all night. That is a really good smelling beer right there. Oh, that smells That's a song from Great White in the 80s. Delicious. I just want to sniff this all night. I don't know if they were talking about beer. <laughs> in the 80s, probably not. Oh, wow. That smells, that smells I'm afraid to taste it. Man, because it smells citrusy, so nice, it smells delicious, and I don't want to be disappointed because we had that one that smelled so good, delicious, and it was dank, then, bro. Yeah, it was dank, bro. I'm sure there's a bit of dankness in this one, but let's give it a shot. All Cheers right, let's again. do it. That's good. It's very good, but you that, know what it lacks. You know what it doesn't though. Oh, it's, it's, stop it's, 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 it's come really, on no it's really cold it's really chilled i made sure to make this i added a little bit of extra ice in there to make sure that it is really nice and cold but it's a well balanced beer a little bit i more it has 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 has, it has a good bit of christmas to it <laughs> I'm, I'm serious i'm serious No, it has it has a nice. I mean, it's really good. It does have. I a mean, nice, it's it's good. It's clean. It's crisp. It's fresh. It does have it's, a nice Christmas. It's great on, ingredients. It does have Christmas on the finish. I just don't know if it has a little the bit of Christmas sourness. that you're looking for. Yeah, but it has the right amount of carbonation also, and it has a little bit of that thick mouth feel to it too. I mean, it's beautiful beer. Yeah, it's actually. I mean, it's a beautiful beer. That's actually that's that is, that is great. That is a really great beer. I would. I'm voting for Pliny for sure. It's got pineiness. It's that got pine, that's what I was about to mention. The pineiness. Citrus on the nose, but not so much in the flavor, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's got a little, I mean, it's got a bitterness. I don't know what the IBU There's on this is, but I'd probably put it about 75. It's got a beautiful long finish that hangs with you exactly like an IPA should. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very clean. And very fresh. fresh. I mean, this is straight from the brewer. But that is a good beer. That is a very good beer. I mean, that's a beer that should be available all the time, yeah. year round. Uh, but that's, I mean, if, if... As far as IPAs are concerned, I mean, that is... that is That's my lawnmower beer. I would say it's a little because more I don't like to, but Because I don't like to drink Bud after mm-hmm. a lawnmower Like, that's the beer that I would want. But it because has it would all, be so amazing after a, a has, hard day's yeah, work. It does. I mean, it has all the flavors. I mean, it is, it is, it is. I mean, it's complex. I mean, it's, it's definitely. It is a very. I mean, it's a quality beer. It is a quality beer, and you can tell that there was some effort put into this one. Oh, the hops in there are freaking amazing. No, it has the crisp. It has. It does have the crispness on the finish. 
it has that crispness of that little bit of bitterness, but that pine, those piney notes, notes that are coming through along with those citrusy notes. That's good. It's good. It's a nice color too. I mean, it's a nice golden color. Sticks to the glass. Not a ton of head on there, but the carbonation, I would say, is just about right. You yeah, know, I mean, lo- it's the, not overly carbonated. Yeah. It's not undercarbonated. It has that right bit of carbonation. That's a good beer. Yeah, the next closest thing. The next closest thing would that beer that we had from Bavaria, I think it was with the what was that with the, the pine cones on the oh, label, yeah, the rot house. Yeah, but the rot that's that that's not an IPA though. No, but the, yeah, but the that, flavor. Has, yeah, I mean, up, up in that, that quality range, that pininess. But I mean, the La Chouf that we had a few weeks back, that was that good. Belgian beer that was also a very solid beer. Um, you know, you, you just enjoy every little piece of flavor that's part of the beer that creates the beer and this one is just so well balanced it has everything there that you want i mean it's this is it's the mclaren yeah <laughs> of a beers. Beer. I, I haven't had you know the younger plenty of them, but I'm, I'm not you know i can't really compare it to that that's very sought after but the color is beautiful i mean it's got yeah. a nice golden i mean it's almost got a lager color it's almost like, got a nice lager get, color. When you, on the nose, there's a lot of hop. There's a lot of citrusiness to it. And it's got a nice paper label then, that they just put on yeah. there, the brewery. But then when you, when you drink it down, it's a little more subdued. It just has the right amount. You know, I, this is, this is a very good beer. What would you, what'd you rate this, Ben? On our Thirst and Goal rating scale. Nine. Beers. I would give this a 10. I would I, I would give this a 10. It has the crispness. I only give 10s to friendly shots. <laughs> Until I taste the beer that like knocks my yeah. ass off my there's seat. Been a, there's been a few 10s. Uh, this is one of them. I mean, we, we, that Belgian one was also a 10. Uh, the Allagash Trapel was a 10. Um, there's been a few 10s, uh, but this is definitely up there with the rest. Damn, it's that's enjoyable good. I, I think I gave, we give the Air Boca Rona, I think, a 9. Yeah. I, I mean, but it's... it's different sort of beers, different flavors that you're getting. I and mean, there's certain things that you would expect from an IPA. This is what I expect from an yeah, IPA. Yeah, this would be the beer if I could go to a, a you know, a bar with a bunch of people with, you know, flannel shirts and beards uh, and uh, you know, hair parted to the side. Uh this would be what I would expect as the best beer they had in that place. Yeah. Yeah. This is as good as it gets for an IPA. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine Maybe tasting nine, a better IPA than this. Was that well? Yeah, but I, you got to leave it open. You got to leave it like a little bit open. Well, I, I'd say this is this is as far as beers are concerned. This is a ten. This is a ten. I mean, it has all the flavors there that I want that I search for in a beer in an IPA, especially those piney notes. I love piney notes that come through in a beer, and it doesn't linger for long periods. I mean, it does stay there for a little bit. But it keeps you coming back for more. You want another sip of this beer. It kind of disappears. You're like, I want more of that stuff. It's like crack. Not that I'm a big crack fan. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it's you know, like, I mean, well, Friday's been no. Back. I mean, during the podcast, sometimes you know, when we take a maybe break, light up. You know, you know, you see me with my spoon. But <laughs> no, but this is a little highball before yeah, we get you know, back to the yeah, show. Just a little bit. No, but this is actually it's it's is a this is a very solid beer. All right, fair enough. Very good. So the only reason I gave it a nine instead of a ten was that I was hoping that I would taste another beer better in the future. But because Maybe. this is as good a beer as I've ever tasted, I am going to change my rating from nine to ten 
because hoping to th- that there would be I mean, something every better. Sip, every sip, I'm like, is it gonna is, be, it's just a consistent, is not a reason not to vote it a 10. Just a consistent flavor all the way through. You come back for more. It disappears and you want more of it. And it's like, a, it, there is crispness there. there the, I found the crispness in I this one. I found the crispness. That pie, those piney notes, I love that. Mm, delicious. Is it? Fantastic. No, it's, mm. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what this beer is. It's that. It's that. That's what it is. That's a good beer. Thank you, Alex, for this beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree. Holding out for something better is not an excuse. But this is as good a beer as we've had on oh, the show. This is top notch. I mean, this is solid. This is a. This is a but very good of fucking it. beer. Yeah. The freshness. The high quality mm. ingredients are obvious. Yeah. Definitely. And so I am voting for Pliny on Tuesday. <laughs> It's, it's, did you get a, well, it's, did you get a mail-in ballot? Uh, no, uh, I, I, actually, I'm not, I'm not even registered to vote. I don't give a, I don't give a shit to vote, but, <laughs> um, I would vote for Pliny though. I would vote for Pliny as well, especially, well, in this election, I'm not sure, but I would definitely vote for Pliny in any election subsequent to this one. <laughs> I mean, it is, this is a really, really high quality beer and we've tasted beers, you know we should have a Pliny. We should have, we should have a Pliny rally. But can we even get them? <laughs> you know, there's a bit, there's been Biden rallies, Trump rallies. We should have a Pliny rally where we have a whole bunch of these, and everybody gets together and just gets drunk on the corner of some street here in L.A. Yeah, That's that would actually be a decent rally. That, you, everybody, you can... whether you're red or blue, everybody comes together and agrees that this Pliny is fucking awesome. It's like you guys, you want to kill these other people over here, right? you want to kill them. <laughs> All right, so let's all get together. Let's all you and know drink what? these beers because you're is, taking this a little bit too serious let's right unify. now. Everybody yeah. can unify behind a good, solid beer. Pliny for President 2020. Yeah, let's talk about what's important in the world, and that is <laughs> tasting a good beer. Everybody's too, you <laughs> no know, matter no matter your 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 religion, color, credo, uh, you know, financial status. Everybody wants a good beer. It doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly, this is a good beer. Exactly. That's, That's what I told the platform Friday. we're running on. Before the podcast, I was like, well, this might be our last podcast ever, <laughs> depending on what happens next week. Because who knows we're so separated. what people will do next week. But honestly. Yeah, so divided, so separate as a nation. Let's come together and drink some Pliny. For sure. And For sure. have a good time. I never thought I'd say this in my entire life, but people, you're paying too much attention to politics. You're paying too much attention to the news. Let's get some Pliny's on the table. Let's, do Let's it. get everyone in a you know a nice big round table <laughs> with some Pliny's in the middle and Pliny's for everyone, and we can all talk this through because we don't hate each other as much as you think you hate each other. Exactly, and beer makes it that much easier. And a quality beer like this, ah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean that would be like that would be my debate to end all debates. A game of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> between supporters of one, like 12 supporters of one candidate, 12 supporters of the other, and they have to play quarters until, you know, from like, say, 7 o'clock at night until like 4 o'clock in the morning, and they have to talk about the, themselves. No politics. They only have uh, to talk about their own personal interests yeah. and their own, like, the things that they like and the things that interest them. For 12 hours, I think we get a lot further in our yeah. in our country if people would do that. And drinking beer makes it that much easier because you get your feelings out. You know, when you get when you get a little tipsy, you talk about things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise talk about. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you get a little bit of Pliny on the table. You know, you just get like, uh, uh, 
jugs and jugs and jugs full of this stuff. Not the, you know, not the can, but just a whole bunch of beer. You know, a little kumbaya moment there. <laughs> but sorry, Alex. Now the expectation is that we get the other Pliny's because I would love yeah, to no, taste. Now I want to taste all the of elder, them. the younger. I'd like to do a Pliny taste test. That's gonna be a little difficult. It's, of, it's, it's difficult least, to get the younger. Yeah, but these these that's high that's quality a solid beer. That's a solid beer. Pliny for president, twenty twenty. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our thirst and goal betting corner. Actually. Your betting corner, but it's Ben's betting corner. Well, it's actually Franny's betting corner because he's yeah. the one that started doing this many years ago. Hmm. He's the one that made me do this. Uh, but there's a lot of games that are really hard to bet on this That's week. That's a good beer. Oh. I just took another sip. That's a good beer. Yeah, and I forgot to put... It was so good mm-hmm. that I forgot to put over Franny's drinking song, Over the Brown. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. I forgot to put Franny's... Mm. Uh, the Brown song, I forgot to put... The, the music to all the introductions to all of these things. So I apologize for that, but that's how good this was. Back to the eighties. Uh, first up Colts at lions. The Colts are giving away three points on the road. The over-under is 49.5. Fronting. That's a def- I, I would not touch that game. It's a it's it's a 50-50. It's a toss-up with this one. I would not touch that at all. Uh, I don't like it at all. I don't like any of these games. Well, but I, the next one, yes. But yeah, but I would take uh I would take the Lions on a teaser, push it up to plus nine, and the over, push it down to 42.5. Next up. Uh, Vikings at Packers. The Packers giving away six and a half points at home. Over under is 50 against the Vikings. Hmm. That's a tough one. That is a tough All one. these I mean, games I, are tough this expect, week. It's I would weird. I expect the Packers to win this by at least 10 points. I would. 10? At least 10 points. Really? Why not? I mean, what have the Vikings shown you, showed you this year? Nothing, exactly. but they played inconsistent. The uh, Packers have played inconsistent. One game. One game. <laughs> but they played. I mean, they had some There's no struggles along the way. With Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to take a teaser on this one. I'm going to take the Packers, push it all the way down to minus five, minus point five, and take the under in this game and push the under up to 56 because I think the Vikings are not going to score hardly any points in this game and the Packers might be struggling to score points as well. Uh next up, Patriots at Bills. Uh, I almost, even I almost, I almost never, never takes more beer. And that I'd have to take more beer. That's some and good. There's another one in the cooler over uh, there. I know that'll be waiting. Uh Patriots at the Bills. The Bills minus four point five at home over under forty point five. That's a low I would it's say low. over I would say over forty point five in this one. Yeah, I agree. I would expect the Patriots score more than six points. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna take the over in this game, and that's the only bet I would put in this game. Over forty point five. The Patriots are not gonna score whatever they scored at last game. Three forever. Oh, next up, Tennessee Titans at Bengals. Titans favor by set by seven. Over under fifty point five. I'd say over fifty point five. And it's gonna be a close one. The overs I, I, have been hitting I, I, this year. I, you know the Bengals. They they've they've lost a lot of games, obviously, but they've all been fairly close. And I expect this one to be a close one. 
and Burrow will make a rookie mistake, probably throw an interception towards the end of the game. Oh, but, poor Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what, about that. You know, minus plus. I that's a let's just say over fifty point five. All right, I'm taking the Bengals in this game plus seven. Ooh, I think yeah, you, the Bengals are going to win this I don't game. Know why? Outright, but I like a little bit of a hedge on that. So I'm going to take the points. Uh, the Bengals money line is plus 282. So if you're feeling frisky, take that. But I think the Bengals are going to win this game. <laughs> are you feeling frisky, Ben? I'm not feeling that frisky, but I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Uh, next up, Raiders at Browns. Not touching that one. Oh, my God. The Raiders yeah. are giving away our favored by one point on the road over 47.5. That's too difficult. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what the point of that game is to bet on. Next up, Jets <laughs> at Kansas City. 19 and a half. The Kansas City Chiefs favored by 19.5 over under 49. I'd say, you know, the Chiefs win this by at least 21 or more. And, uh, <sighs> but that's a, say, lot, that's, say, a, that's a lot of points. I'd say over 49 only because the Chiefs could throw up probably 49 in this one. What if alone. they throw Pat Henney in the game for the second <laughs> half and he throws three interceptions and they win by 14? No. <laughs> I, I, uh, or whatever his I, first I, I name just, is, Chad. They, Chad Henney. They will get murdered in this one. The Jets are going to lose this one, and they're going to lose bad. I'm going to take the Jets. <laughs> Plus 19.5. <laughs> Not to win. Plus 19.5. I think the Jets will keep this game within 20 points. I hope. But that's the only bet I would place on this game. Uh, that's that's just it's too big a spread I'm for the NFL. I'm still getting the pininess from that. Oh, pining. it's good. Yeah, cool. it's good, right? Uh, next up, L.A. Rams. At the Dolphins, the Rams favored by three points on the road over under 45. I'd say over 45 and the Rams, I would say they would more than three. I'd I'd say they win this game by at least seven. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins again. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus three. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game outright. With Tua? Yep. Starting his first game? Yep. Well, it's the second game of action. Well, he had a little bit of he had two pass attempts in the last game, right? The Rams are not what you <clears throat> think they are. Next up, Saints at Bears. The Saints giving away four points on the road, minus or over under 42.5. That's an interesting one that, because I would think the Saints would be favored by more. Me too. I and and that over under is that's a low score. I mean, well, Nick Foles, Bears, Nick Foles is a Bears defense. I'm gonna start calling been, him the Bears defense has four been point Foles, but I, I I think over forty two, over forty two and a half. Oh, that's a nice bet for Frying to put in there. Uh can't oh, disagree. I'm gonna tease this one. I'm a te- well, teasers <laughs> teasers are the way to go. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, uh, I've never teased. Uh, you got to tease, tease Ben. got to tease because you can push the points in whatever direction you want. I'm not a tease. I don't play games. <laughs> I don't play games. Uh, uh, on a road. I'm going to take the Bears on a teaser with the over. So I'm going to take the Bears up to plus 10. I'm going to take the over up to 48.5. Next up, 49ers at Seahawks. Seahawks giving away three points at home over under 53. That's not, a game. Not touching that one. Not, that's that's a tough game. Really? That's a tough game. It, it shouldn't be. The, it, the it Seahawks is. should win this game they by 10. They should have won last week, too. 
but they should win this game by 10. Well, I don't think they are. Garoppolo, injuries, defensive problems. They should win this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three all the way. All right. No question. All right. All right. All right. All right. Damn, all right. the Eagles are minus 11 in this one. Oh I, my it's God. It's the Cowboys. I know, but still. the team formerly known two, four, as the Cowboys. Two, four, and one, yeah. though. The Cowboys uh, at the Eagles. Over, Eagles minus 11. I would say over 42 and a half, but. That is a pretty big scoreline right there. For, I mean, it's, that's it's a, a that's a game. if you it's lose, a you're game. a schmuck line. <laughs> I wouldn't that's be surprised if, you... if either team lost in this. One. I mean, I I can't. I, I, you know what? I'm going to stay away from this one because I have a biased opinion in this game. I'm going to stay can away. You, I mean, the Eagles are favorite. The Eagles have two wins. The Cowboys have two wins. Yeah, but you're favored by eleven. That's pretty double crazy. digits. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Last week I think it was a minus seven. I think Washington was minus seven, and they won by twenty three. Uh, somewhere around there, I believe. Um, but that tells you how the mighty have fallen. How the Cowboys? The Cowboys have were never mighty. <laughs> yeah, they were a playoff team, but with Dak, <sighs> I'm I'm just gonna say over forty two and a half. All right, next up, Chargers at Broncos. The Chargers giving away three points on the road. Over under forty four point five. You know, I'd say under 44.5. Broncos can't really score. Chargers, mm, they've been hot and cold. Um, that's as far as we can go with that one. What do you think, Ben? You know, I was looking at a teaser there, but you just, because you were making fun of me about the teasers, <laughs> yeah. when you hit that over-under, I thought, you know what? He's right. He is right. But I'm going to take the over in this one. Over <laughs> 44.5. Both of these teams can score. Or not. Some points. <laughs> or not. But I think because the defenses are not what they could be, I actually think the Chargers are going to probably score about 25 points in this game, and the Denver Broncos are probably going to score about 21 points in this game, but it's going to push it over that 44.5. Next up, Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben, your team right there. Going for a the 7 ball to, This line oh. moved a little bit today. Uh, Steelers at Ravens. The Steelers are giving away four points on the road. That's a lot of points. The over-under is 46.5. I'd say over 46.5. I think this would be a high-scoring game. I what do you think be, about that? Minus 4, plus 4. It's be about 60. Yeah, like I said, 35, 30. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Steelers scored 30 points, what, twice this season? I'm going to agree with Franny on this. I think the only play in this game is the over. Steelers could lose. Ravens could lose. Four points is a lot on the road mm-hmm. in a game with the undefeated team against the five and one team. The only other play would be the Steelers on the money line at plus one seventy three because you're getting some good money. Out. You get odds on your money. Yep. To win the outright. But what do you think about the Ravens being favored by four against an undefeated team? They're at home, but they're technically at home, but there are no fans there. Uh, I'm not sure. It's almost I mean, insulting. This, this is, this is, it's a tough pick. It's, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say, but it's kind of insulting, right? The Ravens have a loss. I can see the Steelers winning by seven. Uh, it's a little insulting. I'm not going to bet it, but it, I, I'm personally yeah. insulted. You, you should not bet on your own team. That's uh, some good advice out there. 
because, you know, feelings come into play, bias comes into play. I wouldn't bet on the Eagles. I don't think you should bet on the Steelers, Ben. I agree. Last game of the week, Buccaneers at the New York Giants. The spread, Buccaneers minus 13 on the road, over under 45. I'd say over 45. I think uh, they might the score Bucks, 45 exactly, alone. Exactly. They could score 45. It might be like 45 to 10 in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the over 45 on a straight bet. I'm also going to tease this, tease the Buccaneers down to seven points or six points in this game, minus seven, minus six, and tease that over down to 39. There's no way the Giants are going to even compete in this game. No way. Fishing? All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Well, Ben, I have my Fantastic Five. Oh, <laughs> yes. You have your... Well, you know, I'm not used to Franny actually putting in bets because he always makes fun of me. No, I don't. That's not true. Fantastic. Yeah, so my Fantastic Five of the week on the money line Parlay. And I have the Packers, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Rams, and the Bucks. Throwing the Rams in there, huh? Yep. Packers, Chiefs, Titans, Rams, Bucks. If you want to win some money on a parlay, those are the teams. Have you hit a parlay this year? Maybe. (laughs) 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 And they're always fun. They're always fun. I know you throw those parlays in there, Ben. I know you go for like a a, a a 10, 11. Yeah, even a 15-game parlay. Yeah, but the Packers, Chiefs, Titans, Rams, Bucks, all winning on the money line parlay. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to hit a parlay and the money but pays when you off. Do, when you do, yeah, we got four teams on a buy this week. Four low risk, high reward. Four teams on a buy this week. Thank you, Titans, for that. Uh, Friday was next up on the big board. Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our housekeeping to finish up the show, and we're almost three hours in. <laughs> oh yeah, we're two hundred two hours and fifty one minutes in because Friday wanted to talk about. The games that happened in week seven. I'm going to blame him for this, even though it's my fault. Uh, Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening to our show. Thank you all to our new listeners, as well as the listeners that have been with us for a long time. This is Thirsting Gold Podcast, a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzbrow.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out our show notes and get links to all the stories that we cover. All of the bourbons, the browns, the ryes, the cognacs, the scotches that we review. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. Pocket Cast, as well as CastBox. CastBox. Apple Podcasts, and the rest. You get links to Pandora as well. Please listen to us on Pandora. We're on Pandora as well. You can leave us a review. How many stars, Franny? Five stars only, Ben. Yeah, please leave us a five-star review. We would really, really appreciate it. You can email us at at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. You can call us at the number in the show notes. You can follow us on Franny's amazing Instagram account where he's posting pictures that are, you know, Warhol type of quality pictures. I mean, these are groundbreaking things that you're seeing on there. These <laughs> you can't see anywhere else. The shots, the one tonight, there's a spider. There are things in the shot glasses that you will never see anywhere else. Uh, that's at Thursday. And you can follow me on Twitter at Goal Thirst and check out all the photography in the universe. Friday, anything else to add before we finish up the show no thank you so very much everybody for listening out there yes thank you all we'll see you next week